If I were to tell you the name Trey Baxter, what do you think that person does? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything. Well, the answer is nothing now. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. This is episode 57. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I am Steve, and I'm joined by my tag team partner, Jeff. Jeff, I usually start by asking you how you're doing tonight or how you're doing today. But this episode, I'm going to start differently. I'm going to ask you, have you have you been released lately? <laughs> no, I haven't been released. Um, not to my knowledge anyway, but I, I threw away my phone, so maybe. Yeah, in wrestling, the soap opera is supposed to be, you know, on screen, but not this week. We had we had courtroom drama, we had abuse and and, and out rehab, we have people losing their jobs left and right, we have recriminations, uh, we have petty feuds. Uh you name it, we we just making money left and right. Yeah, um, and we have stupid takes on the internet, really stupid takes. Oh, but I feel like we have that all the time. But we'll we get into do. we'll get into all of that, guys. Like I said, thanks for listening. This is Hammerlock Hangover. If you were looking for a wrestling podcast, you tuned into the right one. We like to talk about wrestling, all things WWE, AEW, ROH, um, MLW at times, anything, anything that pops into news, social media feeds, we will talk about it. And here we are. want to shout out the plethora of podcast networks that we are affiliated with. Um, big shout out to the at Mark podcast network, obviously. Uh, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, and I can't forget the biggest one of all, the Wrestling Soup Podcast Network. Thank you for giving us the platform to tickle your ears with our audio pleasure. Big chowder. Big chowder wrestling soup. There you go. I hear that the Wrestling Soup is going to have a big bus flip episode this week based on these uh, releases. So, if well, are... fuck those guys. We're going to have a train derailment episode. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're going to get more worked up about it. Like where us, we're just going to be like, meh. It, I don't it happens. Gonna, I don't think they're going to get worked up about it because they don't get worked. I mean, they're the vets of this. They don't get worked up about it. They're, they're, it's This is just, you know, they may even have like, like funny music playing in the background, like Benny <laughs> Hill or something. Um, but no, I don't intend to get worked up about it. I mean, you might try to get me worked up because I'm sure you're going to find ways to, you know, say WWE is fantastic and there are unicorns and pots of gold everywhere there. But I Absolutely. don't tend to get worked up about this. I mean, there was a topic that we were planning for this week anyway to occupy a good part of the show. And I think this this fits right in. I, if anything, I think it strengthens it. And, you know, part of it's it's half WTF? The other half is 
you know, all you fantasy bookers and all you fantasy agents, where the fuck do you think these people are going to work? Yeah. So there's a lot about that and speculation as to where they're going to go. And as usual, we're going to join in that speculation a little later on. But um, if you're just waking up, living under a rock, you know, getting off of the plane. Uh, or otherwise have a life. From Mars. Oh, yeah. Otherwise have a life. Um, late Thursday afternoon, uh, WWE announced their earnings. And then after the earnings call, almost just like as they hung up the phone on the earnings call, John Laurinaitis picks up his phone and starts making phone calls to a bunch of wrestling names. And so we'll get into that in a second. Um, so yeah, shout out to those networks. And also thank you for listening, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Anchor, um, Google Podcast, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, all Podbean. of that, iHeartRadio, Podbean, we're all over the place. Thanks, thanks, thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe, follow. 97.4 KISS FM. <laughs> that like button. Yeah, we're 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 there at like 3 in the morning on. 100.3 The Zoo, Z100. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're going to probably tell us to give us a cease and desist. We're, we're not affiliated with you, clients. Fuck those guys. We're not ceasing and desist. Well, it's parody. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, talk about these releases. So, um, you know, the, I, you, you got to applaud. At least I, I applaud WWE for. <laughs> of course the, you do. The, for, the, for the booking of this, as a manager, I can see that they orchestrated the entire day almost flawlessly. They get on this this earnings call, they hang up, and then start announcing releases. Like mm -hmm. th it's so well timed, but yet you know it's unfortunate. I know. Listen, people lost their jobs. It's very sad. This is business. This is what happens. I did not lose my job, so that's why I don't feel so so salty about it. I guess. I know I'm 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 I I have no heart. Just just keep digging. So the the grave, right? So the funny so thing yeah. is, I'm considered the bad one. <laughs> is that what everybody says? Uh, not everybody, but most. Wait, wait till I get to Moxley. So yeah, so we get these list of names, and you have all of them. I've got all the ones prior to today, uh, ready to go, Jeff. Drop some 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 knowledge on us. Who got released? All right. This is not in any particular order, but today, Scarlett Bordeaux, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Carrion Cross, Jesse Kamea, Oni Lorcan, B Fab, Ferret Face, Meth Face, Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, who just lost Tuesday night to I think uh Sikoa Solo Solo, uh, Zeta. Ramir, uh, or Ramirez, I think it's Ramir. And I have to be honest, out of all of them, I don't know who she is. She's um, Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik, so Lucha House Party. Uh, one of them had asked for their, his release. Well, he got it, and they gave the partner the release, too. Um, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Eva Marie, and British Bulldog Jr. Harry Smith. 
Those are the WWE and NXT releases to date. I fully expect that as we record this day on Thursday night, November 4th, I expect there to be at least 10 more tomorrow, including yeah. predictions. Danny Birch, I think Drake Maverick and Tozawa's uh, dances are over. I pray that that Ikiru, I don't know, him him and Kushida, they can, they can both fuck all the way off. Uh, Roderick Strong and takes Suzuki with him, who does just stands there and does nothing. Um, so, uh, and I mean, I know that he's new, but Grayson Waller, but if it's not Grayson Waller, at least take Duke Hudson. Well, you've mentioned a lot of names here, and you've also dropped some surprises that uh, were not mentioned today. Robert Stone. But before we, before we, we get, they got to keep him around. He's uh, faux Tony Tony Khan. So those were the lists of the talent that was let go today, mm-hmm. and the reason that they gave them on the phone when Johnny Ace was on the phone with these former WWE superstars. He used the uh, excuse budget cuts. Jeff, what are your thoughts on being released due to budget cuts? You release me? We have budget cuts here? We have a budget? (laughs) Um, This is what they've been saying the last few rounds. So what else do you expect them to say? It's neutral. It's hard to argue with anybody because nobody's privy to the board of directors and the votes on what is the budget. I know that people confuse revenue with profits with a budget. Um, oh, so before before you get into that, so there's a lot of there's a lot of talk online right now about mm-hmm. this is a company you that think? made two hundred and fifty five million dollars in 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 revenues, and and that should justify not letting anyone go. Jeff, for the people that are misunderstanding business, what's the difference between revenues, expenses, and your net income? Well, like probably most of the people listening here, uh, you make between nothing and $40,000 a year, yet somehow you've managed to rack up student loans and credit card bills of $80,000. So that would put you, you would have revenue of $40,000 a year because we're going to assume you're on the upward side of things. Um, but you're still worth negative $40,000 because of your expenses. Now, listen, that's very much an oversimplification. Money comes due, money goes out. Uh, also, when you have big capital improvements and certain expenditures, you can amortize them. That means you can deduct a certain percentage of it over a number of years. Different assets have different timetables. Uh, vehicles, for example, which is why most businesses lease instead of buying, but there are certain things you don't lease, like construction equipment, usually. Uh, I have no idea about those big production trucks. Chances are you buy those and amortize them. Buildings you can amortize over a longer period of time. Um, so anyway, I, I'm not a CPA, uh, but I think that's good enough for, for government work. Regardless, a company's I, job is always to make more revenue, to reduce expenses, and to increase profit for return on investment to its shareholders. There you go. So I think you've pretty much boiled it down to brass tacks right there. So 
everybody online saying, hey, listen, this company made record numbers of revenue coming out of the pandemic and still cut these people. Yeah, they made a lot of money. Um, but compared to, let's say, last year in the middle of the pandemic, they only made $30 million more in the same three months. And so, yeah, this is the first quarter that the company is out traveling and and seeing live events and SummerSlam was huge for them. But this company has a lot of expenses. As you mentioned, they have a new headquarters coming in. They've got expenses, traveling expenses, it's getting everybody, the production back on the road. It's a lot of money. And they've spent a lot of expenses to get the show back on the road. And so their profit is $5 million less than it was last year. Okay. But they so, also didn't have two Saudi shows this year, which is $100 million. So, I mean, they didn't have them, but it's not like it's money that won't be replaced. In fact, they in the fourth quarter, they've already had one Saudi show. And they've already got two scheduled for next year, I think February and September. So there's 90 to $100 million right there. And I get it. They, they made $5 million less this year than last year. Um, but I'm not – listen, I, I, I am very business friendly, and there's plenty of these folks here who I don't think we're going anywhere anyway. And, you know, unless you're going to have, you know, a, a sort of an underclass of, of jobbers, which I'm okay with as well, Though you can use enhancement talent and 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 local talent and uh, save money um, and maybe give more people a chance, I suppose. Um, there's there's a bunch of surprises here. People that I think that you could make money with and around, and also some people who just started getting some prominent positions or more prominent positions, or you know elevated on their respective brands. Um, so I have some surprises, nonetheless. I mean, you know. I don't think that Nia Jax is, is a is a great loss. Plenty of reason to justify why she was released, but I mean it's a shock. She's they've invested a lot of time in her. Uh, she's related to the Anna Oi family. You know she's cousins with The Rock. All of that. Everyone said she's protected because of that. Guess not. Um, it really was more because she's a monster. Um, you know I don't know. Even Marie, they just brought back. No one was quite sure why, but gone. Let's get into these names, right? So let's start with 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 Nia Jax. You you mentioned it, and I, I love I love the revisionist history by most of the wrestling social media uh, and and the internet wrestling community. Nia Jax is a name. Whenever these releases come up, you you hear two names: Nia Jax, and you hear Ava Marie. Nia Jax because she injures people, right? She's got this reputation for injuring people. That's what people say about her, this perception, right? I personally don't think that that's accurate, right? You could say the same thing about Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins doesn't carry that that type of uh, branding, right? The so so now every, everybody's crying. Oh, I can't believe Nia Jax. I can't believe Nia Jax. Ava Marie, same thing. Ava Marie, nobody wanted her back except for me. I wanted her back. I'm yeah. devastated me today too. because you know. I mean, thank God Lily wasn't released. Uh, so at least the Lily Lucian is still real. They should have released her too. 
So I'm 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 devastated about Ava Marie being lost because I felt like she garnered a lot of genuine heat for nothing, for not doing yeah, anything. That's why you're and, devastated. And that's right. And and also that I'm gonna miss all the pink in front of my face on Monday nights. Right. One so, less reason one less reason to drop your pants. That right, exactly. So now this oh I can't believe Ava Marie. I can't believe you you guys asked for this. You guys asked for this. Let's talk about Karrion Cross. I, I haven't. I have to be honest. I haven't heard a lot of people crying about either of those two releases. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. I, I, I see people expressing surprise. Surprise and dismay aren't the same thing. But surprise. But surprise is bullshit too, Jeff. Like, come on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> These names should not be surprising. Karrion Cross. They weren't doing anything with Karrion Cross. And even when they were, Jeff, he was the NXT champion. Uh -huh. He had Scarlet by his side, uh -huh. and what was what was the the, the knock on Carrion back then? I don't see why people uh, see he's so special. He doesn't do any flips. What's the the big deal? Name me his best promo. This is what people were saying. Yeah, but he was a main roster guy, and the act with with Scarlet could have gone. It should have at least had a chance. That that's I'm I'm shocked by this because together. I could see that they're very marketable. Good-looking couple. He's big. He's strong. He's got the tattoos. She's gorgeous. As a, they never let him be have that act on the big stage. They they took away his entrance. They put him in ridiculous outfits. He's had about seven or eight different characters. Yes, probably half of them are sort of tweaks of each other. I mean, they've they've alternated between those ridiculous helmets they had him wear. I mean, it's it's you know. Yeah, you can say, listen, he wasn't getting a reaction. I had talked about this. I've taken criticism from it. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, someone who I thought was, you know, I consider a friend, you know, once took it personally that I that I was saying Cross is getting no reaction, um, which is weird because it's not like that person wasn't getting a reaction, um, but he wasn't. But but, I, but there was just like Keith Lee, not much was happening, but there's potential there. You you. You could see it. I mean, if you can't do something with those, I mean, Jesus Christ, if they have nothing else to do with them, just if if you insist on putting Seth Rollins on my TV every week, give them these two guys as henchmen. You're right. I agree with a lot of the what you said, especially the part where you said that he wasn't given a fair shot. And this, I'm going to point something out right now based upon something that happened just recently. And I'd like to get your opinion on this. Sure. This past Monday night, there was a match between Damian Priest and T-Bar. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, the match went too long. It was a no disqualification match. But the the thing that everybody kept saying about this match was they beat the shit out of each other. Mm -hmm. And most people were talking about T-Bar. They were talking about how I can't believe how how well he moved and he really took it to Damian Priest and this was a really hard hitting match. I want to see this match again. Yeah, it, that was one of the case, one of those few cases where somebody won even though they lost. Exactly. Why is it that? And I'll give credit where credit is due. AEW does a good job of telling these stories with the jobbers that they have. <laughs> but somehow WWE can't fucking tell these same stories with the talent that they have. Karrion they can, Cross they just refuse to. 
Seamus and Drew McIntyre was all about that. They've 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 done. They can do it. They just refuse to. They just don't well, exactly, want to. But exactly, Jeff. Like what the fuck? Like you can't tell me that Carrying Cross wouldn't have gotten over with, let's say, Jeff Hardy, or or in that in that scenario, if I don't know, Jeff Hardy finds a way to put him through twenty fucking tables, and he's still he's still getting up and trying to beat the shit out of Jeff Hardy, like show me something like that, like. I don't know, like, and I I understand that everybody, everything just boils down to just Vince McMahon. But, I mean, you know, all this to say, I agree with you, Jeff. They should have given this guy a chance. They should have given Keith Lee a chance. But at the end of the day, nobody was clamoring for these guys either. Nobody's clamoring for Karen Cross like they were for T-Bar this week. Nobody was clamoring for Keith Lee. They clamor for Roman and they clamor for Brock, to a lesser extent, they they clamor for a, f- a few of the women, which alternates. Becky, which I think we'll get into later because uh, Becky is having a tough time getting over as a heel. But they, they they clamor for almost no one else. I mean, Jeff Hardy, you know, still gets a little bit of clamoring, but uh, does anyone else really get clamored for? I mean, there are people that that are like, I don't know. They, they, listen, no, there's. There's some listen, Lucha House Party makes perfect sense. I don't know who Zeta Ramirez is, so clearly that makes sense. Uh Mia Yim was never really given a shot, but I you know, I you know, could you say that Dana Brooks should be released instead of her? Maybe Dana Brooks Day is coming tomorrow. But yeah, but but did Mia, you know, is there anything special about Mia Yim? No, she's okay. Harry Smith, you're telling me they're about to do a European tour and they can't bring the Br- British Bulldog Jr. to England and and do something with that? Have have him, you know, fight Walter? That they it all has to be Cesaro? Uh, I, you know, I just you know some of these things I get, some I don't. B Fab was exposed as not a good wrestler, but she's great to look at. She's part of the Hit Row Act, and if B Fab is gone, what's the point of Ashanti the, the Adonis? I mean, I expect him to be released tomorrow as well. Harry Smith is an interesting name on this call today on this earnings really call, dull name it doesn't get much duller than harry smith no but when you when you when you say it as harry smith the british bulldog oh yeah uh, yeah yeah I, I thought you just simply meant the name yeah no i mean harry smith uh sounds like the name of uh you know an old weatherman here in like New like a York, cbs but... news anchor that was on the air for 40 years and nobody oh, can remember that... he was the cbs news anchor Exactly. That's who I'm. That's who I'm confusing. I thought he was a weatherman. Yeah. So, you know, Harry Smith. Oh, sorry. Going back to this earnings call, Stephanie's talking about how the future of WWE is in its intellectual property, and by that she meant the talent, the characters that they make. Much similar. She said it herself. She she made the distinction to say, we are like Marvel. Marvel. And the characters telling their individual stories through documentaries, one-off shows, this and They're the other exactly thing. like Marvel. They're all like Quicksilver, killed in the first movie that he's in. <laughs> <laughs> At least these releases. So Listen, they already have they have ownership of their likenesses and their names. They're just gonna they're gonna get rid of all the wrestlers pretty soon, and and all of it's gonna be CGI. I, then I he, agree with you. I think there was one question where they were like, how do you feel about the metaverse? You know, this new Facebook. Uh, you're you're going to have Brock Lesnar doing Young Bucks matches. 
without a doubt i think that's the future is yeah. is this the, you're gonna have nfts fighting over each other mortal combat yeah it's it's bound to happen this is where wwe is pivoting to i feel so going back to harry smith like if, Higher glacier if, real quick if if stephanie mcmahon is trying to sell you on hey we're a company that likes to tell stories tell tell you about the characters what better way than the fucking son of an iconic character the british bulldog and you dropped the ball like this was so easy like they have so much easy history and stories to tell but they just keep fucking it up i don't i'm sorry, I'm sorry steve I'm, maybe my ear maybe i went swimming too long today did too many laps or scuba do scuba do for too long or have the bends but this doesn't sound like applause no it's i'm i'm not giving applause but i'm also i'm just yeah. confounded by the fact that like a company that can plan you know all these great metrics business wise be and fabulously to today's the 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 course of the day they have everything booked but they can't fucking book their goddamn way out of this out of any good con compelling storylines it's ridiculous or into any. I mean, <laughs> I mean every once in a while they do they they give us you know Sasha versus uh, uh, Bailey for eight months. That's a good story. Roman Reigns is a good story. Yeah, but, they're they're botching that too by having Paul Heyman outsmarted by Caleb Braxton asking him the same question three times. I mean, oh come on, that's cute. Stop. It. That was Bugs Bunny shit, and not the good kind. That's listen. That's offensive to Kayla. She does not look like Elmer Fudd. Paul does. <laughs> well, that's another story. Let let me bring up some other names here, Jeff. I want to take sure. get get your opinions on this. Ember Moon. You shocked by Ember Moon? No, no, not at all. I mean, I know there are people who like her, but she's never done anything. She has no charisma. Her character makes no sense. They even had her tag teaming with somebody who took her character of a werewolf away from her, mm -hmm. <laughs> who was already doing the post-apocalyptic thing, took the werewolf howl from her, and Ember Moon was still the post-apocalyptic and still nobody cared. No, I mean, no, and then she gets hurt a lot. No, I mean, she, she's fine. I mean, you know, the, you know, three weeks ago, there was a place in, in wrestling for someone like an Ember Moon. Right now, like I said, the second half of this show, uh, the theme, first theme is what the fuck. The other half is where the fuck do you think these people are going to work? Ember Moon shocked. didn't shock me, really. I will say that I kind of saw the writing on the wall. When you get injury prone, like she was on the main roster and parts of NXT. Yeah, and NXT. And then you ask to go back to nxt because not, there's nothing for you on the main roster that was the first red flag to be like okay well she's short and she's not hot I, I disagree with you there i think she's she's extremely attractive the the gimmick is fucking gold when she was on the main roster and even the first nxt run that ember moon character was fire it was made for like the main roster and just, I don't know what you're talking. I guess I assume you mean a kitchen fire because they stink. So no, I I, so I I never saw a thing in her. Sorry, never got it. Do you think that uh, the nonsense? Remember, her boyfriend uh, said that he was uh, 
oh my god god's gift to black women or something like that some some ridiculous nonsense like that no i don't remember that and i don't think that has anything to do with it you don't think that had anything to do with like her lip push being limited no zeta we already spoke about i mean but you shouldn't ask me you should probably ask all the black women i have no idea i mean but no i i and and if anything, that shouldn't be used against her. I mean, it, Ember Moon wasn't interesting. There wasn't much about her. And she was injury prone. The end. I, I mean, I I don't know what, to, what else to say about her. They, you know, the women they want are are five foot seven and and taller and look better in bikinis. <sighs> I disagree there, but uh, you know, yeah, well, we, fine we talk for about... you. For you, they kept Dewdrop. We talk about. When we talk about diversity, I want to say that there's a diversity in in body types as well. Listen, nobody's interested in diversity in body types in, in women in wrestling. Then why do they keep Otis? Otis is, <laughs> Otis is getting to Tucker territory with me now. I'm you mean, so you mean Dewdrop? Otis. I hate you. <laughs> let's talk about where we think these guys are going to go, if, if anywhere. Now, I think let's – okay. What do you want to do first, Jeff? Do you want to speculate where these guys are going or first take a look back at previous releases and then and see where they are and see then go through this list? Um I want to do the I want to go through the the prior list first, but I also want to take a, a slight detour and I promise it's only slight. Okay. So in the last 9 days, the entire Ring of Honor roster basically was released. They would say, if you can get other work, get it. And whatever it is, you're free as of January 1st, 2022. So you can go on the active roster page of the Ring of Honor list, but that's not all the people that were working for them. Most of the people didn't have contracts uh, and they just had an entire women's roster. Yes, they were appearance people, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 or 35 people just lost one source of income. Um, Okay. In the past week, Filthy Tom Lawler was not re-signed by MLW. He's a free agent. His choice, I suppose. Uh, the same day, MLW released five people, including Beastman, Boodoo Koo, who was actually fairly prominent on their show, Mance Warner, who in fact did ask for his release, got it. The day after he got his release, he broke his leg in two places. Oof. Yeah. A guy named Leo Bryan, who was one half of the Dirty White Boys, And Jordan Oliver, who was part of Injustice, which was one of their, if not their biggest face faction with Myron Reed, the Young Goat, and uh, uh, Calvin Tankman. Um, A couple days later, Impact Wrestling didn't announce releases, but removed five talents from their active wrestler uh, page on their uh, website, including Tommy Dreamer, no way, no way, Jose. Um, PD Williams, who's expected to be uh, hired as a producer with WWE, TJP, and Taylor Wilde, who apparently has had you know problems in the past in other places, but nevertheless, five wrestlers. So we have six between those two smaller companies, about 35, so 11, I'm sorry, between those two companies. We're up to about, let's just call it 45, including everyone at, with Ring of Honor. Not you know, and I'm not talking also about the refs, the ring announcers, the ring interviewers, uh, commentary, etc. There's there's more there probably. So we're probably up to closer to in the 50s, and now 18 people from WWE, 
So we're up to what would that be about seven? About right, a thousand five. The the chances are two hundred sixty six and two thirds percent that you have no chance of numbers. No, uh, we're up to seventy three, and like I said, I predict more releases tomorrow. But let forget it. Let, let's assume I'm wrong about seventy three wrestlers lost their primary source source of work due to release in the last nine days. Danhausen also broke his leg in two places this week, and there were a couple of other injuries as well. So let's just call it an even 75. Um, now we can go into the list of WWE and NXT releases over the last two years. All right. Let's start with 2019. And, you know, I'll, I'll shout these. These are from a website called Heal by Nature. Shout them out. So these are 2019. These are releases, departures, and firings, right? Okay. So we've got Kenta, Hideo Itami. He is now in New Japan. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, but, but Ty, well, employed. Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears. Employed. The aforementioned TJP, who was just released by Impact. Unemployed. Jim Ross. Employed. Moxley. Employed in rehab. Dustin Reynolds. Employed. Rhino. Employed. Jordan Miles. Uh, quit a bunch of times. Now is making his return to the Indies, but in, in essence, let's just unemployed or underemployed. Yeah, maybe underemployed because, uh, you know, we don't know what type of bookings they're getting. Right. The, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to say Indies. The Ascension. Uh, Connor, I see occasionally on the Indies. Victor, I'm not so sure, but let's just call him underemployed. Sin Cara. As far as I know, unemployed. Luke Harper, we know about him. Wow. Dasha Fuentes, we know she landed with AEW. Sort of, part-time, but yeah. And then, the, the let me see the rest of these names... Uh, they're not important. So that's 2019. Well, I mean, are they not important? I mean, let's let's just do it. And let's not try and judge who's important and who's per not. Percy Watson. Don't know who that is. Stacy Irvin Jr. Don't know who that is. Ricardo Miller. Don't know who that is. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Shadia Besaiso. All right, you know what? I'm going to trust you, and 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 we're going to call them all unemployed or underemployed. And you're right. All right, that, that was 2019. Let's go through 2020. Okay, I'm going to show a little bit more trust. Most of all, did they those guys that were released? Did they land on their feet? For the most, uh, yeah. I mean, I would say it's more than 50, percent but by no means 100. percent And the whole list of we don't know who they are. I'm I'm going to guess they're probably doing something else. All right, let's let's go through the 2020 list. How Selena many? Just what was the number of people that were that, that we deemed not that we didn't need to list? What's the oh, number? Just oh, count the number from from the from the last list from 2019. Yeah. Just when I started saying, you know, when you said they're not important, I said start list. Just what's the number? Five. Okay, five. All right. All right. So, so 2020, Zelina Vega. Uh. Recently re-employed. Akam and Razor. Out of wrestling. Miro. Employed. Kane Velasquez. 
was never really a wrestler. Don't know what he's doing. I mean, he's not in wrestling, at least he's not in AAA in, now. No, I have no idea. But tri- AAA is not AAA. a is not a triple a is not a job that pays you a living wage maybe in mexico no because they're all here zach right zach Ryder, matt cardona the indies living off savings do you want to when you say indies do you also want to say like do we is gcw big enough to to separate it from indies or GCW no gcw is, a, is an indie it may well be the, the third promotion right now We'll see where it is in a year, but it's an indie. They don't have people under contract. It's an indie. Mike and Maria Canellis. Uh well, uh, you know, unemployed as of last week. My understanding is that Mike Bennett is, is going to be with uh, Matt Taven and NWA, but that's really a per appearance thing. So I'm just going to call them underemployed. I saw Maria Canellis is going to appear on a Wow. Uh, event as uh, as a per- as all you know they list the wrestlers and said and also an appearance by, uh, but we'll call them underemployed slash indies. Primo and Epico. Uh, I think they're working for their the the family promotion in Puerto Rico, but I'm going to call them underemployed. Eric Rowan. Indies and I barely see him. Sarah Logan. Unemployed. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Officially, don't care, but I mean, they're 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 for them. They're underemployed. For do we you know, want to call like, them? Do we want to call them overemployed since they're on AEW and Impact? They're not on AEW anymore. You haven't seen them on AEW in about six weeks, and you won't again. You don't even hear their names. Oh, you know why I don't know that? Because I don't watch AEW anymore. It's a good thing you do a wrestling podcast. Um, that's what I got you around here for. EC3. Uh, certainly underemployed. Leo, Leo Rush. Just picked up his gig with, with AEW. Has yet to wrestle. Kurt Hawkins. Impact underemployed. Renee Paquette. Not she's in pivoted. not directly in wrestling, but not know. in wrestling, but she's pivoted to other things. She's got her podcast. She's on Sirius XM with a, a on a Fight Nation doing a show. So she's doing other things in wrestling. Yeah. Heath Slater. I think he just came back from a really bad injury, and I think he's an impact. But what I'm gonna call that underemployed. When you go from making four hundred thousand dollars a year to making forty seven thousand dollars a year, that's un- underemployed. Eric Young. The same as C. Heath Slater. Curtis Axel. As far as I know, out of wrestling. No way, Jose. Just got released by Impact after not being employed in wrestling for 14 months. Deanna Perrazzo. In Impact, because she came from NXT, probably doing better for herself. Probably one of the few people who is, is doing better for themselves professionally and financially. All right, so let me write this down. So we got Deanna doing better. Would you say Matt Cardona's doing better? Definitely not. I would. He might be getting more praise and he might be getting more accolades financially. No, not even close. The reason he can do whatever he wants is because he he was banking $450,000 a year plus royalties for 10 years. All right, so that we're gonna put that in the agree to disagree bucket. Cassius in Florida, where there's no state income tax. I mean, smart guy, good for him. Cassius Ono. 
Who the fuck is Kasha Sono? Oh, Chris Hero? <laughs> yes. Uh, what's he do? A podcast now? He's out of wrestling. Kurt Angle. I mean, retired. That, that, that doesn't count. Aiden English. Is he still with Impact? I'm not even sure. But but he, I mean, like, he got signed around the same time No Way did. I think they both debuted the same time. So was basically unemployed for 14 months with Impact. I think he still has that job. I, I think he calls himself The Avenue or something like that now. I don't know. Uh, the other four names that I have here are backstage people. Um, I'll just That's right. I won't yell at you anymore about that. We, G- we, Gerald Briscoe, Mike Rotunda, Mike Chioda, Mike Mike Chioda, and uh, Kathy Kelly. Yeah, they're not. They, they heard. They can make their own judgment about those. All righty. Now bringing them up to this year, and out of the names, right? Let's let you know we agree. Diana Praza is probably the the one doing better. For sure. Shot, would, what about Almost certain. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Sorry, what about Sean Spears? Financially? Uh, maybe the same. Just because of Pinnacle merch. I'm not I'm not really sure how that works. So uh, I'll, I'll, let's just call it a push and move on. Because I, I don't really know. Moxley is doing better? Or worse financially or he's not doing better but he made plenty of money and he's and he's and he's doing well and he was having a good time uh maybe a little too good at the time maybe i you know i don't i don't even want to get into that swamp because we have no idea we have no idea how long this has been going on we have no idea of being under the structure wwe would have helped one bit they certainly have had their you know, Jeff Hardy's, Kurt Angle's, Usos, you know, uh, long litany uh, of stuff. Alcohol isn't something that the wellness test is going to is gonna ding you on. Here's, here, here's no, a, no, I agree with you. I don't want to get, we'll get to Moxley later. Here's, here's an interesting one. And obviously, you know, prior to his untimely demise, Brody Lee, I would argue that was doing better in AEW than he was in WWE. Professionally, for sure. Financially, I doubt it. But I mean, unfortunately, his his health and then his life didn't didn't allow that to grow and explore. I mean, he he certainly would have been under you know a, a positive trajectory. Just, just like someone like Miro right now, he's probably on a trajectory to be doing close to the same possible bet. But but these guys were making seven eight hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't think anyone in AEW makes that other than the the top you know now maybe seven or eight people um but with merch and the ability to do other appearances and do other stuff you can do your twitch channel i mean i'm not going to rule it out i so i don't want to i don't want to cast judgment on, i i would say that they're the miro and and brody lee uh john huber were would be j-o-n don't want to make that mistake like Kalista. <laughs> even though chris jericho didn't didn't he didn't he misspell Eddie Guerrero's name when he was doing a praise thing? I mean, shut up, Jericho. I mean, maybe he just hates Kalisto. I don't know. Um, I think that's what it. I think that's what it boils down to. Is I think they thought that Kalisto was writing coattails that he shouldn't have been writing. Uh, okay, that's why I think maybe. Amanda Huber jumped in too. Uh, Again, you know, it's possible. Maybe it was the first time that anyone was paid any attention to Kalisto. But now that I say that out loud, I mean. That sort of is entirely consistent. I'm going to call that one a push, but still, Jericho, you did the same thing before. 
um, about okay, someone who's one of your best friends. Anyway, uh, unimportant. Uh, I don't know about Miro and Huber, but let's just call them pushes. Let's bring it up to this year, 2021. Okay. All right, Samoa Joe. Missing. But uh, as far as I know, he's under contract with NXT, but his, an NXT contract doesn't pay anywhere near what Samoa Joe is making on the main roster. Yeah, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. <laughs> They're an impact. They're probably working for $33,000 a year and and work visas. Mickey James. Definitely doing worse. Chelsea Green. Definitely doing worse. And 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 both of them, I'm going to call them underemployed. Kalisto. Or Mickey, because Mickey shouldn't have been released. Kalisto. <laughs> Until last night, I couldn't have I couldn't have told you what or where he was doing. Uh, Kalisto certainly underemployed, work, working in AAA, but lucky to be employed. Bo Dallas. In real estate, out of wrestling. Mojo Raleigh. Uh, he was in Snake Eyes, out of wrestling. Wesley Blake. Is he Steve Macklin? No. Then I guess he's unemployed, underemployed. Wasn't Matt? No, Blake is Blake. And Macklin was the guy from... Um, well, they're both from the... Forgotten, forgotten Sons. Well, they're both the Forgotten Sons. It was Wesley Blake and... The other You're name. Right. There were three of them. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Jackson okay. Riker is still on WWE's <laughs> roster until tomorrow, on. perhaps. Maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, I mean, there's a prime candidate right there. You're right. Maybe John Laurinaitis stopped at 7 p.m. and was like, I'm clocking. Well, I'm sure. He, 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 he's like, Mama Bella expects me home. <laughs> That's right. I got to watch the baby. I got to watch That's my right. grandkids. It's Chianti time. D- uh, what about well, he was like, it's Chianti time? What about the <laughs> did he become one of the members of the Lollipop Guild? <laughs> yeah, no, he's got that. Well, I, that was supposed to be like the deep, smoky like voice, uh, not a not a little person. I, uh, maybe I should try. You know what? I'm not gonna try again. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh, I almost forgot this guy. How could I forget this guy? Tucker. Not not doing a goddamn thing. There you go. So I think I'm Wayne Levy this. or Levy Wayne or Levi Wayne. I don't even know how to say his name his name. I think I'm also missing some names here because I don't have Bronson Reed. I don't have uh, uh unemployed. Braun Strowman, underemployed Strowman. Ray Wyatt. Oh uh, constantly debuting everywhere and the latest is he's going up going to Hollywood. Yeah. I'm I'm missing a bunch of I'm missing you sure are Jake I Atlas Kurt Stallion Asher Hale I mean you're 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 missing like forty names. So Jeff, I guess the point of of this exercise um, was obviously to find out where they're where they are now to figure out and speculate where this set of releases are going to go or maybe not go anywhere. Um, I want to say that the AEW faithful have this notion that Tony Khan, Uncle Tony, Big Papa TK will sign everybody. I'm already seeing graphics 
made through Photoshop of Keith Lee being in AEW, Nia Jax being in AEW, Karrion and Scarlett being in AEW. But history shows that not everybody's going to be going to AEW. The only guys right. that we mentioned out of all these recent releases were who? Dustin Reynolds, Moxley, Sean Spears. Deanna Peraza really belongs to Impact. Serena Deeb. Like, who, you know. Ty Conti. Ty Conti is another one, right? You know, there's, you can probably count them. There's, out of all the releases in the last three years, you could probably bet that. There's Tony Neves, there's Ever Rise. I, I mean, I, I'll say this, Jeff. 10% of ish. the releases. About 10% have been signed to AEW and are prominently featured. Another 10% you can probably find if you look hard enough. Another 10% I think are signed to per appearance deals. Or impact. And yeah, or impact. Correct. Christian. Yeah, Christian's not signed to impact. Christian, Christian didn't even mention that he lost his impact title and that he wants it back. He's Impact is no longer part of the AEW vocabulary. Yeah, they they really like severed that tie quick, huh? This is why you don't see Gallows and Anderson. Well, gee, which show was talking about that since week one? This one. <laughs> I know, but you know, everybody, you know what what gets the, me the elite get... isn't even that 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 bloated anymore. They don't even need to have the super elite anymore, unless Nakazawa and Cutler are just the regular elite. This, these are all facts. I mean, they they have room for a couple of other goons. Jeff, where do we see these guys landing? Let's I start with honestly, Karen, Karen I, and Scarlett. Where do you think they go? <laughs> I mean, all right. I'm going to say possibility for AEW, but if not, they seem like MLW where Karen Cross could sort of resuscitate his Lucha Underground role on Azteca Underground, and Scarlet can be his Katrina, and they they can have a few with Mil Muertes, or you know he could have a few with Hammerstone and Fatu. So I see MLW as being a possible place, and then he could possibly work some indies also. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they really shit the bed on that, but that's not what you asked me. So yeah, I, I think he will find work, but I will think I think he will be in a mid-major because i just can't see aw signing this act you know if it was a few days ago i might have said if they're building a house of black but with alice or malachi black and it's going to be a dark occult kind of thing they'd fit into that perfectly but it's pretty clear that it's malachi black and andrade now maybe with or without ftr so you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's really a dark faction. It's just Malachi Black as a dark character. So, yeah, I'm going to go with MLW. I, I would really like to see them go back to Impact. I think this man can go back, be the Impact World Champion. I don't wish Impact be, on anyone unless, unless they a, need a visa. And be a bigger star. I mean, that makes sense to me. Go well, I can watch back. MLW. I can't watch Impact. So, <laughs> Keith Lee and Mia Yim. 
Um, Mia Yim, I could see it doing like the Impact NWA thing. Keith Lee, I mean, if nothing else, yeah, Impact, you know, especially if they can't, they couldn't make a deal with Braun Strowman because of money. Uh, Keith Lee probably was never used to making that kind of money. So, yeah, I, I think Impact is probably a, a likely landing spot for him, especially if he can do work with NWA as well and, you know, maybe some New Japan Strong or something like that. I think there's two possibilities for Keith Lee. I think Keith Lee goes back to WWE. No one's going back to WWE. We've been talking. Everyone thinks Braun Strowman's going back. He is. And everyone thought Bray Wyatt's going back. He is. And everyone's saying Aleister Black's going to resign. No, he didn't. His wife did. Yeah, his wife did. I think Keith Lee, if Keith, let's go back through the history of Keith Lee. Keith Lee was asked to drop some LBs and he didn't. And then he got sick. If Keith Lee can, you know, work on, on his health and lose those LBs, come back toner, leaner, fitter, I think they, they snatch him right back up. If he pulls a Drew McIntyre and comes back four years later, you know, being ripped, yeah, maybe. But Keith Lee's also a 38-year-old man. So okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no shot. Without my, a lot of anabolic steroids and after the heart damage, he likely suffered from COVID, steroids will kill him. And my other guess, a perfect fit, is why not snatch him up? If you're going to rebrand Ring of Honor, this is your guy. They're not snatching anyone up. Ring of Honor, if at all, it's going to be an indie. It's going to be like GCW. It's going to be per appearance. So, but, why, but why not have – but you got to have some key guys to start your new brand. Like if you're, you're already – from what I hear, the yeah. rumor is in April, you've got a venue booked in Dallas. You're going to ride the coattails of WrestleMania. Why not come in big with a guy like Keith Lee? You absolutely could, but that that that's indies. That's not that's not someone landing a steady gig. All right. I mean, sure. Could... Keith Lee reuniting or feuding with Shane Taylor writes itself. Um, I a few days ago I was said Shane Taylor Promotions is definitely getting scooped up. Doesn't look like it now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I, see I mean, especially Shane. if they don't like heavier guys besides Otis and, and Ivar for whatever reason. But, I mean, two members of Shane Taylor Promotions are not so pretty to look at, you know, aesthetically, even though they're big, tough guys. I mean, oh, Shane, look, gonna lose Shane. Shane, Shane Taylor and Moses are both sort of heavier set guys. I mean, Khan looks exactly like a, a WWE guy, and then so does O'Shea Edwards. But um, O'Shea's not young either. He's 37. You're you're just we're we're just. Uh, I'm very grim shit. on this. I think all I think everyone, all these people, should, I think that we should start a not-for-profit vocational school just for professional wrestlers and teach them how to be med techs, phlebotomists, welders, under sea welders, CDL drivers, <laughs> under nurses, welders. all the jobs that that there are shortfalls are on that pay well that that the economy needs. IT, cybersecurity, get, get get them jobs that are in need, get out of pro wrestling. I, In my neighborhood, they're constantly hiring for kitchen help and waiters, waitresses. No, I'm not talking about shit like that. I'm talking about <laughs> good-paying middle-class jobs that are in need, that, that we don't have because nobody in this country learns skills. That Everyone goes to learn poetry and philosophy and, and tweet poetically. You wouldn't go to, let's say, like a Mexican restaurant and, you know, 
hey, Ava Marie is serving me. Of course I would, but that's not good for Ava Marie. Ava Marie has a little bit of a movie career. She can go back there. She can be she can be a fitness model, a sponsor, and whatever. She she was making money before. Not this kind of money, but she was where, making money. Where before. where are these movies? What are their names? I need to look these up for you, research. Purposes. You do that on your own time. You're on our time now. All righty. Anybody else on this list? What about Nia Jax? Where is she going? Home. Wow. You don't even think like she becomes like a a bad guy on like a children's show? <laughs> no. Like a bad teacher, an angry she's teacher. She's a bad actress. No, I mean a voiceover actress for a bully. I mean, Amy if they make a live action thing of the Little Mermaid, maybe she can be the the undersea witch mermaid. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. But, just... What you you knew who I was talking about right away? You see I it? Would, I would. I would. They should do a, a redo of uh, Little Mermaid and have Ember Moon voice Ariel, and um, Ursula voiced by Nia Jax. Who needs the voices? What what is with you? You just want to see them in the outfits. I get it. No, I mean, but the voices. I mean, whenever they do movies like that, they have famous people do the voices. They hire no, real they actors. Don't. Back in the eighties, they didn't do that. We're not in the eighties. We're talking. You're talking now. Back in the eighties, Ember Moon wasn't even in utero. Who's gonna Who's gonna voice all the NFTs when WWE doesn't have real talent? They just have. They don't need 3D people. They'll, they'll computer simulate the voices. Exactly, but no, somebody's got to do the voiceover. Mr. Black. <laughs> From Camp it's going to all be Alexa. My good friend, Mr. Black. <laughs> Hady ho, boys. It's Krusty. You listen to my good friend, the camp director, Mr. Black. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff. I think we've speculated enough. Any surprises here? You mentioned some at the onset of this conversation. Anybody yeah. that you're surprised that hasn't been mentioned, Jackson Riker? Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I, I expect my surprise to be, you know, at least somewhat uh, unsurprised. But by the time people hear this show, I mean, yeah, I, I think Jackson Riker, I think Drake Maverick, I think Tazawa, um, uh, Birch, Lorcan's partner. I mean, I think one of the biggest shocks that you said you mentioned, and I don't know if we, you mentioned this off off the air or um, in the beginning, but you think that they're going to let go of the rest of Undisputed Era. Yeah. Well, they all need to do anything. Kyle O'Reilly's contract ends, but Roddy, get get rid of him. Like I said, Suzuki just stands there. I mean, Tian Shah's over. Zia Lee is on SmackDown, allegedly. Boa, they just gave uh, Suzy Q's character, so I expect, you know, whatever her name is there, Suzy Q, I, they'll release her. Um, maybe with Boa too. I mean, I'm not sure that they're sold on him. Uh, they've got they've got far too many tall, lanky guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I I would uh, you know, if if they're still somehow convinced that Von Wagner could mean something, I would at least get rid of the Jensen guy and put Von Wagner in there. At least that sort of looks like it could make sense. Uh, put him with Briggs. Um, the other guy just has too much of a baby face. I don't know. Um. There's plenty, and there's people we don't even know about. But yeah, I would expect a lot of the wrestlers who haven't been put on TV yet to to be ousted uh, in favor of sort of the athletes that they're trying to train from some 
from scratch. This last legend thing, that's not working out. Yeah. All right. it's, it's a little bit painful. There's a lot. There's a bunch. There's some stuff that's painful. I mean, I thought NXT was better this week than the week prior, which is a shame because it was Halloween Havoc. But some of the stuff's painful. I mean, Andre Chase is funny. I, I, I like his act, but I don't like him. Like, I, I would rather be a more intimidating looking guy, but at least he's just losing. So I think he'll keep his job. But this Duke Hudson thing. This poker room stuff, that was painful. Cameron Grimes couldn't save it. I actually started hating Cameron Grimes again. That's exactly how I feel about Otis. I think they could release Cameron Grimes after after this nonsense. Oh, my God, please no. I actually started liking him. Remember how much I hated Cameron Grimes? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was your Tucker. Oh, my God. Once Tucker was gone. Otis, oh, uh, they, they, I remember I used to joke that they were the same guy. What and they then, did with Hit Row on their on their debut on SmackDown that was embarrassing. And then Cameron Grimes got a found a uh, personality. Otis, yeah. uh, oh, they got to cut Otis. Dana Brooke, no, they're not cutting Otis, but Dana Brooke. I Why mean, not? Otis needs to fucking go. He brings no value now. You bring no value now. He's not even funny. He's not supposed to be funny. He's Otis is good. They're keeping Otis. Oh, no, he's not. He's not good. Who? What is he good for? Catering. He's like he's like, he's like a D battery with a head on it. And he's like a giant that? car battery. It's great. Jeff, what what good is that? All right, listen, I'm not spending any more time on notice. The, what we've established is that there's over a hundred major league wrestlers unemployed or unemployed <laughs> right now. And and the ones that are employed are working the indies. The the realistic answer is that. Most of these people are not going to find any kind of steady work and, and certainly nothing that would avoid them getting a real job. So let me tell you a story about another Ring of Honor wrestler. Um, Max the Impeller is in the women's division. I'm not sure if Max the Impeller got a contract. I'm not going to say she because Max is trans and identifies and requests to be referred to as they or them. So I'm not speaking the plural. I'm just honoring Max's request of how Max wants to be referred to. Very so good. Max, before Ring of Honor made this announcement, was delivering DoorDash, totaled the car, not their car, their ex's car that didn't have car insurance on it. So Max probably is now facing criminal charges of driving an uninsured vehicle, totaled the car, lost, lost their DoorDash job, which probably paid more than their Ring of Honor job, Please stop telling me that working the indies is good. And if and if you've made it something like Ring of Honor or NWA, you're doing fine. You're not. Some people are. Most aren't. Most are just toiling away. And most of them are going to end up worse off than Bobby Eaton, who was on TV for 20 years and needed a GoFundMe to pay for his funeral. And God knows what else. Jeff, this leads me to ask you, like everybody wants to believe that the indies the wrestling independent scene is doing the best that it's been done in ages with all these releases and most of these guys as we just rattled off a ton of names all these guys are don't seem to be snatched up by any major promotion and in fact one major promotion just almost folded so where where is this thriving indie scene that everybody keeps talking about if none of these guys talent can land jobs i don't see it myself i think that it's a myth like lots of things are missed in wrestling like 
I mean, I don't mean to pick on them because they are my favorite promotion, especially today. But AEW is growing. Dynamite, yes, they did 878,000. Right back to where they were when they were going against NXT. And NXT did 631,000. Right back to where they were when they were going against AEW on Wednesday night. So after adding CM Punk, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, Malachi Black, this one, the other one, Bobby Fish, about 432 other people. Callisto. <laughs> well, no, I think Callisto's still with AAA. Um, or, or at least throw an arrow star from the future. Sorry, what was his name now? So, so Samurai Del Sol. Samurai Del Sol. I wonder if he's related. I, if he Samurai Del Sol deserves a contract if he actually cuts off the head of Fuego Del Sol. That that would be well worth. I would it. only wish. Um, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I don't I, I don't actually know, but all, w- one thing I do know is that when there is a glut of supply on the market and the demand is basically the same or waning prices go down so i cannot uh, so there's a war so if braun Strowman before was asking for two thousand dollars to appear at the top of the card and now all of a sudden they have keith lee and he asks for twelve hundred dollars to be at the top of the card what do you think the indie promotion that's going to fill up a 350 seat building is going to do um i mean this whole supply chain thing, a lot of the inflation is caused because we can't get what we want. There's a lack of supply. Everything's supply and demand. There's more supply and less demand. And I don't understand how the Indies could possibly be doing better because there's wrestling on TV all the goddamn time. There's too <laughs> much wrestling. I mean, you don't even watch AEW, and you probably watch too much wrestling. I mean, I missed five weeks of of MLW because I was waiting for it to show up on Vice on my DVR only to learn that it's still on YouTube. I'm just like, I'll wait for the next pay-per-view and then I'll pick it up again. Yeah. Do you think that it's also attributed to the fans being so fickle? Like, you know, somebody can be their indie star today and their indie darling, and then they, you know, it seems like very similar to the Toy Story. Every, mm-hmm. Hey, I loved Woody, but now I've got this Rocket Man guy and fuck Woody. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of philosophers in this world. Um, yeah, they are fickle <laughs> because remember when AUW was supposed to be a place where they were going to focus and concentrate on young talent, but now everybody wants uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to be there who are both going to be 40 by that time. Yeah, I mean, who's, who's spotted to do what exactly? Whose spots are they taking? I believe Adam Cole is 32. 33 um yeah so yes they're fickle and everyone who was saying carrying cross stinks and doesn't have it six hours ago probably right now are like can't wait until he shows up in 90 days uh, in aw and then challenges malachi black exactly exactly that's what i'm seeing now like this is ridiculous this is just such flip-floppy behavior from I don't really mind that part of it. I just mind what I mind is the stupidity. I mind the, the I mind the, the the that kind of hypocrisy is is fine with sports. You, you, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs probably hated Joe Montana until they signed Joe Montana. Then they loved Joe Montana. I'm sure the Tampa Bay hated Tom Brady until they signed Tom Brady. Then they loved Tom Brady. I that's okay. I I get that 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 that's fine with sports or sports entertainment. If you hated DC. You didn't really like Henry Cavill, but then when you find out he's going to be Captain Britain or the Black Knight or whatever in in the MCU, you're like, "Ooh, Henry Cavill, that's a good, good, good pickup." Um, what I don't like is the hypocrisy. 
they're, they're all about young talent. Yeah, let's sign Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Come on. <laughs> and, but I feel you know, like that's, that's all of them now. It's like, oh, my God, look at this work rate in AEW. Oh, chef's kiss. This is the best thing in wrestling. My man, what are you doing? You you haven't been watching ROH. You haven't. Been, you're definitely not watching WWE. There's some good matches going on there, but nobody pays attention. No, freaking well, Jeff, come on. You have to work to get to them. You, you have do. To work. You do, but like, don't tell me that you're you're. TV shouldn't be work. Jeff, Jeff, in this day and age, nobody really has to work. There's there's a thing called YouTube. Well, good because nobody's going to be working pretty soon. <laughs> that you can because everybody's got their own fucking Twitch channel and their YouTube. So. But you could easily okay. pull up the video or a podcast. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you you could easily pull up a YouTube video of a match and say, okay, I heard that this match between, let's go back to Damian Priest. Not that that was much of work rate. It was just them slugging it out and working stiff. Damian Priest and, and T-Bar. Don't tell me that you're a big fan of fucking daniel bryan and suzuki slapping the shit out of each other and standing there waiting to slap each other and then you have a match just with the same amount of brutality and you're not going to be like this is my jam too in in fairness daniel bryan and suzuki are both very small and what does that mean people like what they like wrestling like looking at small guys every yes they like relatable they you know it's like it's like Golf is popular because everybody knows somebody who just missed being a pro. So you're saying that more people uh, see themselves in Danielson and Suzuki than uh, Damien Priest and T-Bar? How many people do you and I know between each other who are trained to be wrestlers or have some type of sort of employment that's related to wrestling, even though they pay more for said training and said appearances than they get back in return for even the professional services they render. I mean, I probably know at least five dozen people who say that they're they're training to become professional wrestlers or are professional wrestlers. Agreed. I know a good amount. Or in the industry. Now, how many of those look like Damien Priest? None. The closest one would be someone who actually has been a professional wrestler for 20-something years. And so I'm going to take him out of the the consideration. (laughs) Um, None of them look anything like Damien Priest. Some of them look more like Damien from The Omen in the second movie. (laughs) Some of them look like... um... Oh my god! Like what's a seven-year-old boy. No, yeah, some of them look like uh, what's her name in The Exorcist, mm-hmm. Linda Blair. Yes, but it's we Linda know people. Blair. I mean, we've had ring announcers, we've have we've had photographers, we've had promoters. We've we know two. We we know at least two referees. We, we yeah, know people yeah. who do uh, commentary and play-by-play. We know people who trained to be wrestlers. Uh, God knows, at least in the Solid Monster Sounds Off, half the people there were training to be wrestlers or used to train to be wrestlers. We know a third referee. There was a guy in there who who is he's doing refing on on the indies. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about that. You know, I'm, I'm counting Joey Numbers, who actually is a referee. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's obviously very relatable. We between the two of us, we probably know more people in wrestling that are that are on a division one college football team 
How many NFL players do you know personally? Uh, zero. Yeah. How many former NFL players do you know personally? Zero. Yeah, and and I, and I think that's probably par for the course. I have okay. met a few. That doesn't mean I know them. Mm, that's true. Um, I think that's it for release talk, right? I mean, I think we kind of said we'd cover an hour, an hour's worth, and we kind of did here. So yeah, it's all, it's all fine. It's all good. Any anyone want to talk about the Charlotte Becky saga, or do we realize that that's nothing anymore? It's not important. And and a work. Yeah, no work. Want to talk about Corey Graves and and with his comments about Dana Brooke, or do we want to wait till next week to see if it matters anymore? Uh, Dana Brooke's not going to be employed next week, and, and perhaps Corey Graves won't be either. Oh, <laughs> no, Corey will be around for a while. Do we care about what uh, Paige Van Zandt said about AEW because it's moot because she was on it last night again, and and clearly it was a work too because she's going to play a role in that match in what some way, shape, say? or form. What did she say? She said it was boring and stupid and that she could beat up anyone on that roster, men included. And she's right. I believe her. Okay. I think she could beat up Jericho in a real fight. It's still just a weird thing to actually Jericho's a pretty tough guy, but it's still it's still a weird thing to say when you're collect when you're getting accepting a paycheck from them. Not really. You know why? Because that's um oh my god, what's Lambert's gimmick is is AEW sucks. So it just oh. it's Right. If well, I think, was, I think it's a work. Of... I don't think that's. I don't think. I think it's part of the work. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it's a real controversy. In other words. Oh right, 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 right. I just saw that. Like she said that she wanted to take on all those guys, and then Jericho made it into a sexual innuendo, and I thought it was just tasteless. But that's just me. I don't know. I you know I I, uh, I grew up in the seventies and eighties, so I know that it's probably you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't mind dirty humor. Everything doesn't have to be a thing. I mean, it, you know, am I, are we still allowed to say that was funny? If the AEW woke fans allow it, why can't I? I mean, all I want are heels uh, to be heels and, and edgy to be edgy. I mean, if someone made a tasteless joke like that on a show about the mafia, would anyone be yelling about it? No, they're supposed to... They're characters. I mean, she obviously signed off on it. I don't, even want to I don't know if she did sign off on it. And I, her husband's I, right there. I saw the clip, but I mean, if you're trying to get her over as a badass, Tatuna right there, and you undercut her by just because she's she's a lady, like that's essentially what he did. Well, how do so you know? No I one else know. said it. Maybe he would have said it if it was a, a man too. Mm, he's okay. he's gonna say, "Oh, you're gonna take on five guys." Maybe if it was a gay character, you want he'd to say take something off dumb. <laughs> there you go. Cancel Steve. Um, I don't know. I, listen, I I thought it was sort of funny. You know, was it tasteless? Sorry, it was just, supposed to be tasteless. I mean, I is it more of a heel thing to say than the face thing? Yes, but it's Jericho. Yeah, but this, I mean, but this, you know, this is. Again, it's it's par for the course. If you like AEW, you like that sort of stuff. But well, I love it. Just, I'm a mark. I love it. I love AEW more today than I did yesterday. I love you more today than yesterday, but not half as much as tomorrow. I'm such a good singer. You are. Wow. I love yeah. the Beatles. That's not the Beatles. Oh, no, it's not? No. Oh, I couldn't tell because of your singing. 
you get a pass on that one for sure. Yeah. My singing also sounds vaguely Macedonian. Let's talk about Moxley and then let's, you can quickly run down the AEW results. Um, Moxley dropped this book, um, you know, out of all the names that he could have thought of for his autobiography, Moxley could have named it many things, Mm -hmm. you know, something very poetic or something reminiscent of his life, the struggles, the the hardships, the the perseverance of his life. And instead of all of that... Moral sessions? Moral sessions, exactly. Maybe something, you know, witty. He could have thought of anything else. Mm -hmm. But out of all the titles Mm -hmm. that he could have thought of to describe his life, Mm -hmm. he came up with one, and it's Mm -hmm. three letters, Mox. Genius. Genius and simplicity. Right. Um, so he drops this book and he's a couple of the excerpts of the book have, have uh, I guess, gone viral would, would be the right thing to say. They did until something else went more viral. But sure, let's talk about the book. Yeah, let's talk about the book and then we'll get into uh, the rehab and, and that announcement. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a gimmick to sell a book. Were you? I really don't think this is a gimmick to sell the book. It's not a gimmick. No one goes into rehab as a, I mean, maybe as a work to avoid prison time, you know, as part of your defense strategy. <laughs> but no, this is this is real. Yeah. So Moxley um, said a couple things about uh, you know Kevin Dunn. He hates that. Uh, what was it that he said? He called, he called him a. a like you don't watch AW. I didn't read any of these excerpts because I knew you would. Oh no! Okay, let me. Yeah, I I don't care what Moxley puts in this book. You don't because it's so it's like reading Shakespeare. I <clears> listen. <throat> you're talking to me. I have never listened to a single episode of the Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. I've never seen a documentary on the Undertaker. I just I just don't care. I just don't care about stuff like this. The only wrestling books I ever read all sucked, with the exception of the Jesse Ventura book. Here he he wrote. Um, let me see. Hold on. A minute. They're like books for adults, written at a fifth grader's reading level. And homie, don't play that. Are you going to read something? Or do I have to keep vamping? Yeah, I like your vamping. Um, here we go. Quote: TK says, "Cut a promo." Referee Aubrey Edwards tells me. Quote, you gotta try and save this shit. I guess he was talking about, um, let me see here, the audience. Uh, oh, yeah. Exploding this is, uh, barbed wire death fizzle. Exactly. A microphone appears on the map before my feet, my old friend, the live mic. Its presence brings me comfort. Confidence wells up inside me to some degree. No, Daddy, he, the other story. I don't like this story. Is he talking about his penis? I reason, I reason that it's not so bad. It is what it is. Like being caught jerking off. Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare, indeed. There's really no way to explain it away. Imagine you're caught with your pants around your ankles. You recoil into a standing fetal position. Dude, get out of here. You desperately try to stammer out an excuse, but there is none. So he kind of explains the exploding barbed wire death match. 
as being caught with your pants down or being caught jerking off. And here's another one. I guess this is uh, when um, he was looking at dirty magazines. Obviously, I didn't plan for you to have to see this, but it happened. Let's just never speak of it again and move on. Even though I look like a 13-year-old over here clutching the November issue of Dirty Sluts magazine with shame and terror in my eyes. Everyone in the world told us that we couldn't trust fireworks and a match like that was only going to be as good as the special effects turned out. I learned one valuable lesson from this. Exploding barbed wire deathmatches rule. You may ask yourself, why would I want to be involved in such a transgressive concept in the first place? I guess you could say it all started in one of my homes away from home. Please stop. That's the end of the chapter. Thank God. Do, uh, do, this this makes me that miss the days. I'm sorry, go ahead. In reading that excerpt of Mox, do you feel like you should buy the book? No, I feel like nobody should buy this book. <laughs> People are saying that it is um, it is phenomenal. Well, I would like to introduce introduce those people to Frederick Forsyth, Neil Stevenson, William Gibson, uh, just to name a few authors that actually write books that are excellent with actual real words in them. And I'll I'll save you some more of this uh, reading of his book, although I I think I could just read it forever. I'm so captivated by it. But this next excerpt will lead us into and segue into our next topic of Moxley. I'm already praying for Thanos. In, in this excerpt, he says, Charity should be anonymous. You help your fellow man not because you want a tax break or a ticker tape parade for your generosity. You do it because it's the right thing to do. The man never found out. And with that excerpt, I bring you Tony Khan. Yesterday, Wednesday, right before Dynamite, not right before, early in the morning, he tweeted out, John Moxley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. John is a beloved member of the AEW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. Did he spell John correctly? He spelled it J-O-N. Good, good. John is making a very brave choice to get help and we're embracing his choice and supporting him however we can. I'm proud to call John a friend and like many of you, I'm also a fan of Mox and look forward to to a time in the future when he is eventually ready to return to the ring. Until then, thank you for supporting John and respecting his privacy, despite this guy just airing his laundry, at this time. I'm sure he, then, he gave him permission to air the laundry. Cut it out. At, at, at this point, he also tweets out uh, Sam uh, SAMHSA's National Helpline for um, Recovery. That's 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662. If you know anybody, please give them that number and uh, help a buddy out. 1-800-662-HELP. What, do you want a parade? 
I want a ticker tape parade now. Good. You should get one. Jeff, don't you think like it's a little bit too much that Tony Khan is dropping this this knowledge? No. Sell me on why, because I think it's just bullshit that Tony Khan takes takes a moment out of his busy day to tweet in between hyping up Dynamite and Rampage about why it's the greatest show. Oh, and Dark. Dark is the greatest show ever. Well, from a business but, standpoint, he has to explain why his entire card is different, including the semifinal match. From from a personal standpoint, he had Moxley's permission, and if he didn't, I'm sure Renee would have said something about it or we would have heard about it. So they probably, Moxley probably didn't want to talk about it and probably was happy enough to have Tony do it and, and to let Tony do it. I, I, have, I have no issue with this. Uh, you know, unless I hear something from Moxley or Renee that this this was going out of school. I mean, if that if that comes out, it's a conversation. For right now, I'm assuming that this was not only with their blessing, but but encouragement. I don't know. I feel like Tony Khan wields a lot of power because he's got a lot of money and influence. And Tony Khan is it's easy he, for for the guy with the money to say, "Can I? You mind if I report?" You it? could say that about a lot of people with money, but this guy just wants to fit in. No, he does He just wants friends. He just wants I, to hang out with the cool kids. And he I doesn't do, know who the cool kids I, are. I agree. But he wants I think he out. wants acceptance. He wants likes. So why mm-hmm. put that on? Like, to, I don't know. I just found it so fucking callous. Well, I, I gave him a like. I bet you did. You got one from me. Good for you. I That's hope right. I, it felt you, good. You should have gave him a, given him two. One for for each of your uh, your Twitter handles. You know what I gave him. One of those exploding ticker tape parade emojis. <laughs> like the celebration you a, things. You put a gif? You bet You're I the did. only guy that put a gif of the, the celebration. The only one. Uh, the only when one. he's announcing that Moxley's going to rehab, you're That's like, right. celebrate good times. Come on. Yeah, I just, yeah, just, it was just, I just wanted to applaud Tony for, for taking that burden off of the family and fielding it all himself so that they could the family could have their privacy in fielding it all himself yeah so the moxley when he comes out he can feel that baby hold his finger so i just want to know like what's the line of like what's the line of demarcation is it when he has to suspend a guy um for wrapping inappropriately something sensitive and suspends him for a month Uh uh-huh that's not a Tony Khan tweet. Uh, you know, a, a leader has to wear various hats and have, has to make certain executive decisions and calls. Not all of them are going to be the right call, but somebody has to make the decisions. Everybody likes to compare Vince McMahon and Tony Khan. Have you ever seen Tony Khan, uh, sorry, Vince McMahon tweet out, that one of his talents are going to rehab. Vince McMahon has a public relations department. You don't think AEW has a public relations department? I do not. I think that Tony Khan and Chief Brandy Officer are the public relations department. <laughs> so why isn't Brandy making this announcement? Because she's busy begging that network to renew her stupid ass show, which is going to be canceled. Oh my God. I just felt that it was just. Because that's more important to the brand of Brandy. 
I just feel like anybody but this fucking guy. Like, why does he have to be the center of Ooh, attention? Dean Malenko? Who, who should it be? I don't give a fuck. A fucking Arn Harry Anderson. <laughs> have him show up with the fucking gun. I think that's the wrong message. <laughs> I don't know, man. It should be Jake funny. Roberts. Yeah, why uh, not? I took too long to go to rehab. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they is well. I'm gonna say Phil Brooks went in and gave a very nice statement right before a CM Punk promo about Eddie Kingston. I mean, I have no issues. I, I think that AEW handles the hard stuff pretty well. I mean, and even if it's clumsy, it at least seems sincere. I I, I give them grief for overbooking, freneticism, hiring everyone, making stupid hires. Uh, the the, the lies and hypocrisy that bother me, which are about the business, but about intention, I, I don't think that they're ever they ever a bad intention. Sometimes they're clumsy, like like a like a young kid is trying to do the right thing, but somehow boobs it up. I mean, that, but, you know, but I, I I have no issue with this, and 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 that's why I didn't want to talk about you know judging what's going on with Mox early. I don't want. I have no idea how long he's been struggling with this. I have no idea if this is a new thing. I have no idea if this is something he's been struggling with his entire adult life or before. I don't. I, I have no idea. Um, I'm sure at some point Renee's going to talk to someone about it because she's a media personality and out there, uh, you know. And and Moxley probably will too because he seems like a stand-up guy, even if it's from Nicaragua in your little fantasy mind. I was going to ask, do you think this is, do you think the rehab facility is in Nicaragua? That's where his insurance would cover it. That's right. Because that's now the one thing is. that's interesting, and it, and it shouldn't matter either way. It'd be interesting if he's going to the WWE paid rehab place. I mean, I, I would if I were him, uh, because I know a lot of people are saying that the company is paying for it, AEW. They've not said they are. They, I mean, they don't, they've never said that they pay for rehab. And if they are terrific, and if they do terrific, but I have a feeling they, they let that out. Um, now he might be going to another one. He, you know, that maybe he's got private health insurance or whatever. And, and I wouldn't cast it as a positive or a negative if he is going to the WWE one. It's, it would just be interesting, but he's entitled to it under their policy. Uh, you know, sometimes you need more than one rehab. Maybe he's going to a, a different one first. If that doesn't work, he'll go to that one. I, you know, but it's, I'm just curious. I, I don't view it as again. It, it's a neutral factor as far as I'm concerned. I'm not trying to make an issue out of it. I'm just curious. I'm curious to see if it's in Nicaragua. Well, that, that's like I said. That that's what his insurance covers. Um. Obviously, we're joking about the Nicaragua. swimming with that dolphins is- can be very therapeutic if you're recovering. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, we've had a running joke with Moxley that he's... Uh, we. We. We, this show. Right. We, we, uh, my friend, that, uh, you know, he's been disappearing. He disappears after he loses the title. Um, and, and you know, left uh, right before the baby was born. Now, if you want to talk about a con man, someone who's full of shit, con? let me introduce okay. you all to Eric Bischoff, who had nothing but great things to say about AEW when they would put him on TV three times a year. But now apparently that pipeline is over, and now he can't shut up about all the things they're doing wrong and all the things that he would do better. So he is obviously stepping into the Jim Cornette lane and trying to pick it up. Yes, I guess whatever his regular show was wasn't doing well enough. 
among the competition with with all the other happy happies so he's decided to become an alternative negative negative and i call bullshit on his happy happy and i call ball, bullshit on his negative ne negative negative screw you eric you're he is right that the, the, there wasn't a war because they were never head to head but about the rest of it even if he's right i don't care because he's 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 just doing it because he sees an opportunity not because he means it i think it started out with you know eric being honest and saying like hey listen let's be call a spade a spade he's yeah. he was being honest hey tony pay me seven thousand dollars to show up and we'll be best friends sounds cool no, but what is one thing? So he shows up on AEW. Okay, hey, you hired me to 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 moderate a uh, some faux debate. Okay, he did well. He showed up on some other episodes. He's he got paid. He was useless. He did he, he did his his song and dance, his smile, mm -hmm. and then he left. He got paid. He, he's jonesing but, for a job from the other guy. He wants he wants he to have has, events. But his full time job that pays him more than Tony Khan, more regularly. I don't know about more, but is the podcast that he does and on the podcast you know he was asked about these ratings and the ratings war a couple weeks ago and he was honest he said listen it's not the same because i'm the guy that went head to head with vince mcmahon he gave his honest opinion and you know had tony khan left it at that i'm pretty sure eric bischoff would let sleeping dogs lie but tony khan can't and so he starts popping off at, at, at Eric Bischoff and what Eric Bischoff is supposed this man lowered himself on a fucking motorcycle. This man has a huge ego. You think he's going to let Tony Khan piss in his fucking cereal and then not fucking say something? You know what? I, I will, I will give you the first time that it was honest, but he got so much attention from the first time. I think he realized that going negative is the way to get attention for Eric Bischoff in this day and age. And I think he's been full of baloney since then. But is he really full of baloney? This is the same guy that wrote a book called Controversy Creates Cash. Well, yeah, that, that and that's what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. It, so he's true to brand. It's contrived. Okay, yeah. He's, he's, he's on it's brand. Contrived. He's I on brand. I think it's half contrived, but I think he honestly means it. I, I, if Tony Khan would have shut his mouth, I think Eric Bischoff would have... There would have been no fucking conversation. The, there the best be no promos have to have some truth in them. Agreed, but if Tony doesn't say anything, then Eric is just blubbering to himself. But because yeah. Tony says something and he riles up that AEW fan base, then Tony goes, ah, I mean, Eric sees, ah, there's money well, let's here. Let's face it. If you or I wanted to get particularly, you know, obnoxious and clever and biting, we could probably get a reaction out of Tony Khan. He's that available. Correct. Correct. But we don't have the backing of a bunch of WCW fans and some mostly WWE fans that remember. We're the only WCW fans still left alive. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Is, is Disco Inferno still around? No, but Gil Gilberti is. <laughs> what about Das Wunderkind? I, I have no idea where Dust Wonderkind is. Oh. We should get you his jacket. Anyways, um, we wish Mox the best. We do. Good luck, Mox, in, in your rehab. And and, and I want to say this to, um, despite probably not listening to us because we lost her 
when we said her husband was hiding in Nicaragua. We. Oh, I want to wish uh, Renee the best too. I mean, it's not easy raising your child. Uh, if you ever need to talk to anyone, Steve is oh, available twenty four seven. Renee, please just call me. Let Any me, anytime. Let me talk. He's got lots of babies. I have I have plenty of kids, Renee. If you need me to babysit and you yeah. need a time, a weekend, mm -hmm. a week, a week to yourself, drop mm -hmm. the baby off here. They're in good hands. Right. Your wife will look at the, over the baby and you and Renee can take a stroll. Not even just just for Renee. If Renee wants to hang out with the Bella twins for a weekend, I'll take the baby. Me and Jeff will take the baby. How about that? It can be no, like I'm uh, going to hang out with her and the Bella twins. It can be. I, I, can be I am a proud member of the Bella Army. You are. I am. You, you are. So Nikki Bella is more popular, more famous than your favorite active wrestler, not named Roman Reigns. I get um I get a lot of shit for when I wear my Brie mode shirt. You shouldn't. It's just jealousy. They're just I being know. jelly. You're it's too. Is it too bougie? I think it might be. Yeah, it might be for some people. That's probably the problem. All right. What rating? What results do we need to talk about on AEW? Just to um, recap, everybody, I am boycotting AEW because um, of cultural appropriation. <laughs> so I'm gonna really be intrigued to hear you recap Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar versus FTR, and I can only assume who won. FTR won by cheating. I mean, it was it was a lousy match. Um, in the tournament, Miro barely, he, he stood in for Moxley. He barely beat Orange Cassidy, whose ribs were taped. I hated this match. That's a, I actually thought Dynamite was actually a pretty fun show. Cody lost to uh, Malachi Black. Uh, there was some shenanigans involved, including FTR being involved in that one as well. Um, and Malachi Black in a promo earlier, which was really good. And Miro had a really good promo as well hinted that that Mark Antony wasn't the only one who betrayed Caesar. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, I think it's going to be Arn, but, you know, it, it could be anyone. It could be, it could be Big Shoddy. It could be Brock Anderson. It could be, it could be, it could be Dustin. I mean, God knows he needs another run, right? Um, he's embraced that dark side before. Um, maybe it's Brandy. She was part of the, you know, she was on the dark side early, her and Khan. I don't know, but there's 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 a lot there. Um, MJF, another good promo, had a pretty good segment with uh, with Darby, ruined by Sting coming out with an army of fake Stings wearing Sting masks. It was obviously the Dark Order, Bear Country, and every security guy they had back there. It was just really stupid. And then poof, they were all gone. But why because the segment, they were out of shape, guys? Pretty much. Um, that that almost ruined the segment, but it didn't. For some reason, John Silver got an in on-screen, in-ring interview during the last quarter, and apparently he calls Adam Cole Budge, and apparently they're going to have a match. Like, anyone cares about that shit? Um, was was that is that the angle? Like, because he called him Budge, then he gets a match? I, I have no clue. All I know is that they're keeping the Dark Order around the Elite, which is to keep Adam Page around the Dark Order, which is a giant mistake, and Kuakon... AW is about to make the same mistake the WWE made with Big E. They give they gave the title to somebody who really isn't the top guy material because the fans wanted them to, and and with if Adam Page could ever do it, he can't do it around the Dark Order. If he can do it, it's got to be 
without those jabronis. He broke up with them about 42 times. He's like a battered, you know, a battered spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend who keeps going back to the the batter or the person who who abuses them. Hey, um, let me ask you this. Yeah. With Moxley going to rehab for alcohol, uh-huh. I'm interested to find out whether they cut um Adam Page's um you know this gimmick that he's a drinker and uh you know a lush a functional lush or whatever i was wondering the same thing was I, I any of that was... on this episode of dynamite no nothing i mean he was on for a brief period of time and you know he ran omega off who was beating up alan angels who no longer is five and no longer wears a mask um but yeah there was no there was no allusion to him drinking or anything like that so I, yeah i think that's a thing of the past which which was probably good anyway i mean um, it'd be in bad taste if they continue that correct yeah so the finals of the tournament will be brian danielson against mirror which i actually think is a pretty goddamn good uh matchup now i think a lot of people foresaw that there was gonna be an obvious moxley heel turn and then kingston might get involved and that would cost brian the match and and then punk would come in and then you'd get sort of a punk and brian against moxley kingston thing for a while um I don't know if that's still going to happen now. They're doing Kingston Punk, but I don't know how Brian fits in with that any longer. Um, I don't see them having the guts to have Miro beating Brian. I have no problems with, with uh, Brian getting a title match. I think that's that's great. Uh, I'd also love. I, I don't think we lose either way. I think Brian or Miro. I think it, 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 it's great choices. I, I just still. I think it's going to be. Brian, I mean, either way, you get a former WWE guy uh, in a contendership position. So I guess Adam Page will have to be his first uh, challenger. But it was sort of a story already written to screw Brian to protect him. I mean, what are they going to do to screw Miro to protect him? I mean, uh, is Kip Sabian going to come back with with Lana as as his wound on side? I, I, I mean, he's going to pop out of the cake with Lana. That that was, I mean, anything with Kip Sabian coming back would be awful. And um, playing video games. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, maybe maybe uh, he'll come back with uh, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Braun Strowman to, to beat up Miro. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's the final, and that that that's that that's pretty pretty good. Uh, uh, Jamie Hader beat uh, Anna Jay to advance in the TBS tournament. Um, Sheeta still has a bad knee injury, and she's facing. Uh, Nia, not Nia Jax, Nyla Rose, who actually Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero, who actually were pretty restrained and had a pretty decent promo for themselves. Uh, MJF, as usual, good promo. I, I think actually, all things considered, with with the the juggling that had to go on, the the Dynamite show was actually pretty darn good, except for Silver. The initial match with Alan Angels and Kenny Omega went too long, but it was eleven minutes. But the payoff was okay with Paige coming in to rescue Alan Angels. Um, I don't know. Now, uh, why did Alan Angels get a match against um, Kenny Omega? I mean, again, the whole thing is to keep the Dark Order in and around the Elite. And the whole thing was... But, like, Alan Angels, I guess, scored a pinfall or almost beat Kenny Omega like a year ago. So that was the story, that Kenny Omega was going to teach him a lesson. But he... I mean, it never looked like he was in real jeopardy. It looked, but it looked like Angels could sneak a win. In any event, it took eleven minutes, so obviously it's not like he squashed him. I mean, this should have been a two and a half minute squash match. 
Um, and then there should have been a beatdown, and then Paige should have rescued him. Instead, AW can't resist and did the eleven minute match, which was unnecessary because everyone's got to look good. Oh, uh, Matt Seidel has a new mentee. It's Lee Moriarty. So now Seidel and Moriarty will challenge Dante Martin and Leo Rush, and they accept for some date to be named. And I assume it's a tag team match because you know obviously nobody can. There, there's no way there's going to be a, a singles match for whatever reason. Um, but actually, overall, pretty enjoyable show. Not not everything was, you know, the women's match was not great, but it was short. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that that's AW in a nutshell. Again, I already said, you know, last week, uh, the 27th, they did 941,000. This week, yesterday, the, the third, they did 878,000. So dropping down, Rampage actually did a little bit trending better. Down. Trending down. The rampage Jeff, was trending up six twenty-three. Jeff, is this a fail for AW? I mean, yes, they were running unopposed to the World Series at least the last couple of weeks. You could have said, "Oh, you know, the time change." Or the Anything change, under a million now is is a failure. disappointment. Anything under nine fifty is a fail. And I think that um, if you said anything under a million is a fail, you're not you're not being unreasonable. Is is you know they it's they not didn't... growing. The myth is that's growing. The myth is that it, it's helping other companies. It's not. I went through this last week. I mean, impacted a hundred thousand last week. Tell, tell me how things are growing. Everybody on Twitter is telling you that you're wrong about your tweets. Yeah, the the, the only thing I have on my side are the facts and numbers. I mean, you know, that's all. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, they, they have their, they, they 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 talk about buzz and they say. I started paying attention to Impact. Uh, okay, well, you might have, but but two Impact fans stopped watching. <laughs> um, and by so paying that, attention, does that mean that you're watching it on Access? Because that's all that counts. I'll go back to this question. They pulled out all their cards. Do you think if they show up with Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, does that help? Does that get them back over a million? For four weeks, maybe. And then it drops back. Okay. One way or another. Either because people that, that the AW faithful want to see are squeezed out, you know, or because people realize it's just Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, again, it's not The Fiend. It's, it's you know, some different version or... Whatever, but it, you know, you know, it's just a guy like CM Punk. He's just a guy. It's, it's not wrestling Jesus. He's just a guy, and he's and and if they ever did see him, he's just a guy who maybe was great then, but now is pretty average, or he's worse than he was seven years ago, which both make sense. Hmm. Okay. Anything else and, for AW? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, NXT we talked about the six thirty one SmackDown. On FS1 did a million three. Uh, they replayed it afterwards. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but I have been told that the replay on SmackDown on FS1 did better than Rampage, uh, but I don't have verification of that. So if anyone has it, let us know. Raw 1.689, he did. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not great. Um, Dark Side of the Ring, the season finale, which may somehow made Vince look like a hero in the steroids trial. 154,000, so a pretty good showing for, for that one. I think that we've seen the last of that show, to be frank. Um, 
Raw. You mean, you mean until the next season, or you mean like forever? Forever. I, I don't think there'll be another season. I think you're crazy. I think they got so popular with that uh, plane ride episode that they won themselves another season with that episode alone. I don't think a single wrestler will ever go on record with them again. Oh, I think you're right. But so, that's so not how do they I produce mean. a show without, without anyone? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't seem to be a problem for the producer. That's a problem for the producer, not for Vice. Vice is going to be like, hey, great job, guys. Give us what? another season. I mean, you do sometimes need the producers as well. I mean, so anyway, um, I mean, we all saw what happened to Game of Thrones when the when the showrunners left. Um, Raw one point six eight nine. It was up about two percent from the week before, so trending up and up trending about up. five thousand from a year ago. Up, up is yeah. up. Listen, up is when when up. your stock is up two percent, that's a win. All right. A little bit of news about Labor Day. I know that seems like it's a long time away, but if you blink, it'll be there. Labor um, Day, is that ROH's new pay-per-view? Yes. Uh, Labor Day, All Out will be at 8 o'clock that night, probably actually starting at 7 with the pre-show. And there's going to be a show in Cardiff in the UK, WWE show. I'm not sure if it's uh, Clash of the Champions or what, but it's going to be um, – it's in Cardiff, but it will be 1 p.m., Eastern time because it's five hours ahead there. So they will not be going head to head, but it'll, there'll be a lot of wrestling that day. Joe Coff continuing to somehow be talking about Ring of Honor in his interview series with Mike Johnson. I guess it's being released piecemeal. Um, said that there were 300,000 people who watched Ring of Honor aggregate on, on a week. It's possible since they were on 200 stations, and sometimes the station would would replay it five or six times a week. Um, but if you got that kind of number, I, you know, either was divided by too many shows to make it worthwhile, too many runnings, or you know, he's that's that's just the best they ever did. Um, but he said three to five hundred thousand, so you know, three thousand is is you know, if either of those numbers is accurate, the three hundred thousand is more likely. But it's, you know. People, if it was if it was a national airing, it wouldn't make sense for them to be gone now. But it's not. It's it's syndicated. Like I said, sometimes it's on once a week, sometimes it's on seven times a week, and various time slots. They would just throw it on whenever they had empty empty slots. If, if if Impact is drawing a hundred thousand on one night, mm -hmm. and 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 do you think that three hundred across multiple nights multiple times is not possible i think it's possible it's it's just probably worse it's you know it's probably like you might have it that no particular night did more than you know fourteen thousand. so you know you know the the it, it's not like the the stations get to say well on the aggregate this show gets 300 they're saying on this hour i'm getting fourteen thousand people watching and that's the ad rate for you know um so i'd be interested to see how many viewers the yule log pulls in i mean the yule log is just the same thing for hours that's nah, just because you're not looking at it long enough if you look at it long enough you can see like dinosaurs and stuff it's like it's like real yeah. it's like real book of revelation stuff that's what she said i know <laughs> um battle of the belts is one is aw's first of four 
televised sort of pay-per-view like big cards. I think they're going to be on TNT. It's unclear what's on TNT and TBS these days for me, but I think that those were always to be on TNT. Um, so Battle of the Belts, I guess their version of Clash of Champions or whatever. Um, a couple of injuries that we didn't mention. I mean, we talked about Mance Warner and Dan Housen both breaking their legs in two places, both having successful surgery. Uh, I think it was actually the same match. Thunder Rosa re revealed she had a concussion, but well enough that she appeared in, on television last night and delivered a drop kick, but took a little bump. So I, uh, hopefully she's okay. I mean, I, I assume she's healed. Zoe Stark is legitimately hurt. It's something to do with her leg. I've heard anything from a sprained knee to something worse. So I'm not really sure. Um, AJ Styles has been sidelined with an undisclosed medical issue. We've heard that before. Uh, and the blade revealed that he is suffering through mental <laughs> and depression. So wish him well. Um, and Tammy Sitch, Sonny, uh, who has had a notorious post-wrestling life involving lots of OnlyFans, uh, cameos, a lot of semi-porn, a lot of drug and alcohol-related infractions, uh, volatile relationships, the, the death of her I think her husband, or at least fiance, Chris Candido. I mean, I'm I'm going I'm all over the place order wise. Anyway, she currently is under probation, either parole or probation, and she had a temporary restraining order against her. She violated that restraining order. Uh, there was alcohol involved, so she broke her probation in two different ways, or and whatever happened was serious enough that she got hospitalized. So. Not only did she injure herself bad enough to be, require hospitalization, um, but she's also facing new charges and, of course, violation of the terms of her parole and probation or parole or probation. Um, I don't have the details of it. I didn't look into it. Credit Don Tony with, with providing most of the information that I have. Some came from uh, Anthony Missionary Thomas. Again, should, we start a, should we start a GoFundMe for her? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think we should. Um, that, that's really all the, the news I have for the week. It's, you know, the releases was, and I, the, the conversation I wanted to have was where are all these people supposed to, to work? And, and then they added 18 more logs onto the fire. Uh, market for, forces doesn't bode well for this myth of the Indies, or even if it's true for continuing um I, I don't see it. if if the in, the rest of the economy is in a recession i don't understand how independent wrestling is in a boom period i i, I think that that has to be false i think it looks like a boom period because bigger names are on smaller cards i think just because bigger names are taking less money because they have to i i think you're right i think like the idea right the <laughs> indies and professional wrestling besides wwe are doing um, major business is a fallacy. I mean, the only one that's really kind of gotten any type of serious uh, praise, I guess, is GCW, but that's because they do some crazy shit, not because... Yeah. And know, because they're basic, they, they seem to have a pleasant working relationship with AEW, uh, and also because of what was going on with Ring of Honor, they were already letting people work other places that they weren't letting work in places like GCW size before. So while people like 
Gresham and the Briscoes could work the Indies before they 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 were sort of like a limit. They 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 they, they have to get permission, and they weren't getting permission for GCW. That changed a few months ago, and of course, right now the Briscoes are the GCW Tag Team Champions. Um, so I guess if somebody you know, I, I I guess if you were an optimist, you would have said Forbidden Door. Uh, if you were a pessimist, you're saying Ring of Honor had a pretty good idea that this was coming. And so yeah. let's be fair to our talents. Yeah, yeah. And let's let's let them get themselves out there and and let it be known that Jay Lethal and the Briscoes and Shane Taylor Promotions and Jonathan Gresham and Matt Taven can can work pretty much anywhere that's not on national TV. Yep. I mean, you, we even look at New Japan. Like, New Japan is a shell of their former selves. Yeah. Same same as Ring of Honor, the conversation that we had last week on last yeah. week's episode. Like, New Japan is trending in the same direction. Yeah, except they're, they're owned by a company that seems to be much more committed to wrestling and, in fact, bought stardom within the last year and a half or so or two years whatever it was but you know they seem to be much more invested in wrestling to sinclair which has other monetary issues you know all sun wrestling fans are you know experts on debt and and debt management and you know how sinclair is I, I i heard nothing about it you know uh you know from them in the preceding well ever um my understanding is that it's 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 more separate corporate entity shell debts that that can can you know with a bankruptcy or or just a dissolution of an entity is sort of over that there's no corporate guarantees and it's not nearly it's more paper than anything else uh but whatever it is th- there was obviously not that kind of commitment to wrestling it it it, it was it's small potatoes in the in the Sinclair farm yeah, I, I, I'm starting to just see all these puzzle pieces kind of come together that, you know, independent wrestling is not as thriving as people think it is. And as you mentioned, the, so the talent supply is just so inundated that... Over 70 you know, wrestlers in the last week and a half. You're going to... you're There's just no way that you can keep competitive booking rates and get booked. Or you can, and you're going to get bigger <clears throat> names, which means that your normal folks that will, that, you know, train at your school and, and came twice a month or once a month for the shows to sell their, sh- their stuff and whatever, you know, they're going to be bounced off the card. Maybe they'll be able to vend, but they're not going to be on the card. Um, you know, because now all of a sudden they have Mike Bennett with Maria Canellas, you know, going around the ring and they're going to have, I don't know, no way Jose doing a conga line. I, you know, I, whatever, I, 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 I don't know what it is, but before when you had like, you know, Joe local, you know, uh, you know, bartender by week brawler on the weekend that now, you know, he got booted off, uh, you know, because, uh, Taylor Wilde can can now appear, you know, and do do a dance or whatever. I, you know, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm picking out names. And and like I said, I suspect by tomorrow, the end of the weekend, there's going to be another ten to fifteen more names joining them. I mean, you have basically three full rosters of a of a normal wrestling promotion available to you. Hmm. All right. 
Oakley dokley, Jeff. I mean, I think we've covered everything for yeah. now. Indeed, I think we have. You don't want to talk anything about uh, WWE Raw results? Nothing, right? Uh, I, uh, no. I mean, I mean, we talked about the best part, which was probably the Priest uh, Dajakovic match. Um, you know, I actually thought the Gable, uh, the the Gable Finn Balor match was pretty good, and the end was actually clever. But the show itself, overall, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I on Monday Machismo on the PWC which was uh, right after war, me and Jimmy T reviewed it. I gave it a 4.25 out of 10. He agreed. I feel like the week before was better. I would have given it like a 6.25 the, the week prior. It, it went backwards, but there were some new things. And and I noted on the show, it's going to seem prophetic uh, when it drops. Um, but I'm like, Keith Lee hasn't been on TV, you know, four of the last, you know, or three out of the last four weeks. Karrion Cross hasn't been on TV you know, except for vignettes for the last six weeks. What what what's going on? Where where are these people? Um, and well, now we know. I'm like, yeah, where's yeah, Eva yeah, Marie? Yeah. Remember, didn't I ask a question on Twitter? Like, where's Eva Marie? And like everyone responded, Who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, apparently uh, those same people are like, Oh, I'm gonna miss her. Um oh, here's the thing I wanted to get into you, get into it with you. Um, no, you want to get into me, huh? See, <laughs> we can make a male joke, it's not necessary to vote direct to a female. I proved it to you right here in real time. That was not contrived. <laughs> That's not the same. It doesn't you're gonna cancel me like Jericho. It's exactly the same thing. I'm gonna you. It's because you you misspelled my name. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch, and that's the match that opened up Raw. You know, I I was very critical of this Providence. Uh, Rhode Island crowd. I felt like they were dead for most of the show and then got it together. Their biggest pop was for Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, who weren't even wrestling. They were Bro. in at commentary during a match. By the way, um, side note, how bad is when WWE has guests of commentary? Like they, they, They're like at these like extra conference table chairs <laughs> not even behind the table. Look, it looks so cheap. It's like, yeah, our conference room is too small, so let's bring in some chairs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, can you get them from the lunchroom, please? Okay. Thanks. I wonder if that's like a COVID thing, or is that just like, I don't know. It just looked really. It was never really that awkward before. Well, I think it's just so that they can get more easily involved without it involved without the announcers on the table being smashed all the time. Mm, possibly. Because that's exactly what happened in that case, and right. and the last several times where we've seen, let's say Bianca ringside or it Becky. just looks cheesy. Like when AEW does it, the guy sits a commentary or the gal sits a commentary behind the table. The table's long enough to accommodate them, or one of them gets up and leave. Like Taz will get up and leave, or Caliber will leave, and CM Punk or whoever will sit there. So I wanted to talk to you about Becky Lynch and this match. It was a good match. I feel like there was a lot of good wrestling on on Raw this week. I'm not going to say it was best. I'm not going to say it was the five-star matches. I'm just going to say it was good wrestling. If you wanted to watch it, good wrestling, it, it, it was, was a, good wrestling. And, and the end was booked cleverly, and it was a half-hour match. So for all the people criticizing the Queen's Crown and the length of women's matches, this, this, was, this was a full half-hour devoted to this match. Right. Thank you. And it was a, it was good. It made sense. The storytelling in the rings made sense. 
The one thing that didn't make sense was the crowd wasn't cheering for Bianca Belair. The only time that they did cheer for her was during her feats of strength. The long-standing suplex. The, I tell you, you know, I, I found the crowd to be quiet, to be to be mostly quiet the whole night long. I, I, I don't know if it's the acoustics would... in that building or what. No, but... it's not the acoustics. That fucking crowd just, I mean, it's Rhode Island. You would it's think Rhode that they've Island. got nothing... Who's... They've got nothing better to do than they see something like this and, and flip out. It'd be New Year's Day. They're the people who don't have to live in Boston. They're all happy. They 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 eat lobster. They have lobster Thermidor. cereal for breakfast. That's how good their lives are. They 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 call lobster bisque oatmeal. So I wanted to talk about Bianca was not the face of this match, despite being booked and wrestling. As such, when Becky wins with heel tactics, mm-hmm. ripping off the turnbuckle, Bianca smashes her face into it. She rolls up Bianca. She ha- Becky has a handful of tights. Becky is applauded. Becky is cheered. She's at ringside. And I- I'm-, I'm just like, whose fault is that, Jeff? Is that I don't care. Becky? Is you I, I but I want your opinion. Is that Becky Lynch's fault that, that she's not doing a good job getting over? Is that Booking's fault that she can't get over as a heel? Is it the fans that they just don't buy Becky Lynch? I know that it can be hard if let's say you follow everything related to wrestling. Let's say you follow social media and you saw earlier this week there was a video of Becky Lynch meeting a fan that, you know, was very emotional and crying and said, Hey, do you remember I wrote you this letter? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. You are such and such. And she's like, yeah, I was recovering from blah, 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 blah. And Becky's like, come on in here. Give me a hug. And and I'm so proud of you and so happy. And hold my belt. Let's take five more pictures. Becky is a genuine good person. And she's booked as a heel. Can people not distinguish Becky Lynch, the, the person versus Becky Lynch, the gimmick? Yeah, and I was saying I don't think it's anyone's fault, and and I think in the world of problems, this is a really really small one. I mean, people cheer Britt Baker also, and she's just just as big a heel, also a champion. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, you can question whether the choice to make her heel was a good one or not. I mean, I think it was at least part her idea. But yeah, the problem with wrestling has always been that people, the fans, like to think it's real. So, but WWE clearly treats it like it's not. I mean, the the wrestlers outside of wrestling, they're themselves. The AEW wrestlers, they have a little bit more trouble doing it, but but they stay sort of in character, mostly because most of them don't really have characters, so to speak. But MJF stays in character. I mean, they 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 still stay in character. So, so yeah, I don't think fans can distinguish. So Becky, who was beloved before surrendered the belt because she was pregnant gave it to oscar who everybody loved after a pretty darn good money in the in the bank ladder uh, match sort of like a heist match had a you know took a year off delivered a baby everyone's seeing how happy they are she does all the right things everyone's seen the workout videos how she's working her ass off to get get into shape she comes back by you know by surprise there's been rumors coming that she's going to come back and people are legitimately happy to see her and happy for her, and they like her. And it's hard to just throw that away. And you know what? I'm going to say this. That's okay. It's all right. 
It's okay if the heel is over and the face is over. It's okay if it's a 50-50 split, if they're both selling merch. Both of them are over enough. Both of them are more over than Karrion Cross was, and it hurts me <laughs> to say that. Both of them are more over than Drew McIntyre is, and it hurts me to say that. Both of them are more over than pretty much anyone on, on that roster, Otis. with the exception of Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and, you know, maybe a couple more, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Both of them are more over than Finn Balor. Both of them are more over than Sami Zayn. They're more over than the Mysterios. I mean, so they, this in the world of problems, an extremely, extremely small WWE has far bigger problems than people aren't booing Becky just yet or cheering Bianca quite loud enough in a sleepy little New England city on a Monday night. All right. Fair enough. I mean, Damn I think, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I felt like I blamed it on the audience. I blamed it on the fact that, you know, it just, the audience seemed off the entire night, but I don't know. Maybe they just don't know how to behave. The WWE, I mean, the, I mean, if there is a difference in sports entertainment from wrestling, it is on their outside the show demeanor. The WWE people, they're the, they're the actors. So when you interview Robert Downey Jr., he's not pretending to be Tony Stark. When you interview MGF, he's being MJF. He's not being Max Friedman or whatever, is, if that's his real name. Um, when they interview Eddie Kingston, he's still being the Kingston persona. Um, right, 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 right. right. You know, or their personas are close enough to their real personality. I mean, FTR has finally learned to be FTR on social media, not to try to be nice guys um, or regular dudes. But on on WWE, they're real. They're just who they are. They're just they're, they're regular. So Roman is just a corporate professional. Uh, they're they're like John Cena bots. The only one who's not is Randy Orton, who you know likes us to see pictures of his of his wife's boobs and her and her ass and play plays pranks and. You know, and takes pictures with other ladies and looks down their shirts like, like a guy who would tell the joke about Paige Van Sant and say that's just that's just locker room humor. Humor, and you know, so uh, you know, I don't know that that that's that's just a, it's just a thing. It's just a thing that we have to live with. All right. Um. Last last question regarding B Bianca Belair. And I feel like there was uh, some scuttlebutt about this. Yes, I agree. This week's SmackDown was worse than Raw. No, that's not the question I was going to ask you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Becky beats Becky beats Bianca in what was it? Twenty seconds at SummerSlam. Twenty seconds. Their, their, their follow up match. Mm -hmm. Thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. Be Bianca looks strong. Yep. You know she got you know okey doked by the cheating champion. Right. Next day, Tuesday morning, everybody's shitting on, oh, WWE buried Bianca. I'm going to no, ask you this that, question. Is Bianca Belair buried? No. She is not, and she's going to chase, just like Dusty had to chase. Dusty Rhodes, allegedly, I hear a legend of wrestling, NWA champion three times, I think for a total of under four months in the aggregate. Spend most of the time chasing. Um, Bianca Belair is on primetime TV almost every single week. She's, I don't think she's missed a pay-per-view and oftentimes been in the main event or, or prominently featured. That's not buried. 
Jackson Riker is sort of buried right now. Nobody cares, but he's buried. When EC3 was on the roster, buried. Titus O'Neil, as far as a wrestler is concerned, buried. Now, arguably, he's not a wrestler any longer, but he's more buried. like a, he's exactly what they call him. What do they call him? A, uh, he's an ambassador. ambassador. He's a goodwill ambassador, and and, and nobody's better. Um, they named a school after him. Are you shocked by that? No, why not? He's great. Um, what, do you, what does Otis have to do to get a school named after him? He's got to be the Kool-Aid man and run through the wall and then pay for the rebuilding of that wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Would, would you love Otis if he came in, if he painted himself red and came in like yes, with a, a, yes a giant, absolutely. Like a giant juice pitcher was, was his outfit from now on. Oh my god, if they ever do like wrestling avatars and mm-hmm. it's just wrestling avatars, Otis has a job as voicing that guy. He absolutely should be the, the high C guy or the yeah, the high C guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just fucking sells itself. See? There you go. I'm a genius. Just just came up with that. Genius. Genius. Just like it came with the, the cross and Lee could have been Seth Rollins's uh, muscle. But, you know, nah, nobody asked but me. Look at how well did that work for uh, Austin Theory and uh, the other guy, uh, Murphy? Uh, Austin Theory's doing just fine right now. But he had to go back to NXT and then get a gimmick change. Like, Yeah, but they only put him on the main roster because of proximity, travel, and COVID. They needed bodies, and there, were, and there he was. He probably lives six miles away. So there he was, available and healthy. All right. I mean, you remember that was like for six weeks, all we saw was Theory, Garza, and Andrade against the Street Profits over and 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 over again. And still, and that's probably not enough overs. You know what wasn't over? It wasn't over with the audience, not even once, not even a little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah, SmackDown was awful. Raw was somewhat better, but it's just too goddamn long. Do you like uh, Ruby? Not Ruby. Because they both have green hair. Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, oh yeah, I like that. That that was the best. Heel on Sasha. Yeah, SmackDown started out uh, pretty good, but it, that that was it. You know, once it hit the second quarter, that was it. That was that was the high point of the show. The rest of the show was an abomination. The only other part that I liked a little bit was when uh, they put a pumpkin on Nakamura's head. That was a little bit funny. You like that? Yeah, that was sort of funny. I mean, I, I'm okay with a little bit of Scooby Doing, just not too much Scooby Doing. The hit row thing the, with with the new day that was embarrassing. What about the twenty four seven stuff on Monday? I hate all I hate all twenty four seven stuff. <laughs> I don't know. This week it made me chuckle. I don't know. It's, I guess it's because no, I haven't watched it in a while. Show. No, they 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 should. You know what? The, the the first thing they should release is that title. They should release the title. I'm not saying our truth. I'm saying or Reggie. Well, Reggie could be, but they should release that title. Nope. Just release. It. Just get rid of they it. They should have Otis Chase for it. They should have Otis chase you. <laughs> After this episode, he might be trying to chase me. I know. You're making a lot of enemies. Uh, you know, you, you sent Mox to rehab? What a, poor Otis. Said, that's really the reason he went to rehab was because... You got Tucker unemployed? That's right. I did everybody a, a service there. Bronson Ooh, Reed? Did I not tell you about Bronson Reed? You did. Jeez, oh, that poor guy. I mean, and, he, and oh, he tweeted something like, 
I welcome you all here. <laughs> to what? The unemployment line? <laughs> I mean, and, and Bronson reads about nine days from getting deported. Oh, no. Poor Bronson. Ay, bendito. All right, guys. Um, that I think that wraps up episode 57. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for listening. Uh, to Heinz 57. Speak. Heinz 57. Passenger 57. You pick which is better. You decide. Let us know. Or, or maybe both of them. Maybe you should watch it while drinking Heinz 57. <laughs> Do you drink it? Do you, you just put it on steaks now. Hammerlock Hangover does not uh, does not endorse drinking Heinz 57, which is ketchup, by the way. <laughs> That's right. And ketchup doesn't belong on steak. Hey, listen, some people like it on steak. I know they're they're wrong. You're very you're. I I, I I what I've learned from you in the last year that we've been doing this podcast is you do know a lot about steaks and steak houses. Steak mm-hmm. restaurants, fancy yeah, they're, restaurants. There, I, I, I was a fancy guy for a long time, and part of part of this part of fanciness is just snobbery, but parts of it are real. And fancy ketchup. No, I ketchup is fun. I love Heinz Fifty Seven with French fries or on a burger. Ketchup with a steak? It, no, that's ridiculous. Listen, if you want steak sauce, there's plenty of it. You like A1? That's fine. You like Peter Luger's sauce? That's that's fine. There's, there's plenty of lovely sauces. Um, I mean, you're not supposed to put steak sauce on, on a sauce, to the to the, but I'm not that fancy. I like steak sauce. Sometimes I'm in a mood for sauce. Most of the time not, but, you know, a, a, well, a well-cooked steak should just need uh, pepper and sea salt. Very good. All right. We'll see and its you. own juice. You're always talking about juices. Always, uh, every episode is the whole. Oh, it's better than always talking about Jews. So, <laughs> you are Jewish. I think that we should mention that because people are going to be I like, am? these anti-Semitic bastards. It's news to me. I'm Colombian. Not only <laughs> you can be a Colombian Jew. It could be a Colombian Jew. You're right. All of the best cocaine dealers were, and all the best Sicarios and the best shots were Jewish. Listen, when I was in Colombia a couple, I, of years I, ago, I am by by belief system. I'm definitely not by ethnicity or birth or whatever you want to call it. I I I am at least part Jewish. Yes. There you go. See, that's what I meant by 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 there, there's uh, some in, heritage. There's, there, there's some in there. There's some in there. That last name is not a complete accident. <laughs> all right guys i think we've covered it all steak North sauce much nozola 57 fancy ketchup juices and uh moxley's book i'm gonna go and read moxley's book more of it and and get dumber and dumber yeah help you fall asleep cure for your insomnia i'm sure all right, all well, right guys we to go even longer than last week that's pretty much it. Thanks for tuning in. Um, let's do some plugs, Jeff, and then let's get out of here. All right. Uh, Jeff, where can everybody f- hit you up, find you, send complaints? Listen this to This week you? it's almost impossible not to find me. So on Twitter, at IcarusFellND or at HammerlockHO. Uh, you can find me at the Hammerlock Hangover Facebook page or the Garden of Doom Facebook page. Um, Garden of Doom, non-wrestling podcast. Check it out. This month is going to be UFO month. I'm going to start with a 30-year investigator of the Roswell 
incident and uh well i think what else do you need roswell um and we're gonna have four successive uh shows dealing with ufology and no two of them are gonna be similar even have a lot of overlap i'm also on the pwc monday machismo which for whatever reason hasn't dropped yet but sh should any day covering last week's raw pretty entertaining show we also talk about uh, non-ww things as well just because it's more interesting um i was on our well, Steve is still on Unpopular Review, but I'm not. I'm an alum, and I was with two other alums who started their own podcast, Tamara Davis. Some people know her as the sheriff and one of the mods of the Solo Monster Sounds Off uh, YouTube chat room, uh, and that's so Caden. So Caden Hanafi and Tamara Davis, they have a, a podcast called The Ten Count, and I was their first guest on their first recorded podcast. They did a live one last week. Um, and How'd that go? It was good. It was fun, but I didn't know it was only an hour, so I was being me and doing a lot of talking, but they said, you're the guest you're supposed to, but I'm like, well, if you told me it was only an hour, I would have spoken less, but still, I mean, it, it, they're both really sweet. They're, they're, they're smart. They're young. They're <laughs> hip. They, they love I, AEW. They don't watch WWE. They're, you know, they're, so they're terrific. They're like me. I tell, you, I tell you that I want to do a show for an hour, and, and we always end up uh, going two and a half. Well, that's because you 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 say things to rile me up, um, and I did another Drew Yari Patreon show where we covered accidentally half of the Dark Side of the Ring season, but we also talked about the COVID era direct to streaming movies and did a review and conversation of probably about fifteen to twenty movies from the, the direct to streaming which hopefully are still available to you for free if you have certain streaming services from netflix hbo max etc um so look for that but you have to be a member of his patreon which costs five bucks it's, it's chump change really it really is chump change and we don't ask for a patreon here and garden of doom doesn't ask for a patreon so subscribe to both of our shows too and get your friends to do so there you go. Yeah, if you listen to it, uh, to us for the first time, please make sure you follow us, uh, subscribe, whatever button you have to click to make sure that you are uh, aware that we're we're dropping. Like you our click that button. Episodes. What? You want to click that button? Is that what you're saying? You want to click that button, big boy? All right, Paige Van Zandt, settle down there. So, <laughs> so make sure you subscribe. He's raising his eyebrows. I look exactly like Paige Van Zandt. That's yeah, eerie. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely you you sound like her too. When I close mm -hmm. my eyes and I hear you speak, I'm like, wow, I'm doing a I can't believe I'm doing a podcast with Paige Van Zandt. Um, please make sure you, again wherever you're listening to us, whether that be Google and Podcasts, her husband or Otis Spunkmeyer, <laughs> Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Oh, you already Spreaker. did this. We don't need to list all the different places where people get their podcasts. They're obviously we already listening to us someplace. You can find us anywhere where there's podcasts. There you go. Leave a review. That's what I'm trying to get to. Thank you, Jeff, for... Yeah, Ray, give us five stars and leave a review and forgive Steve. He knows not what he's doing. That's right. I, 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 I'm I a rookie at all this. So, yes. yeah, leave a review, leave all that stuff. And if you want to send us some emails, we will gladly accept the emails at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Hammerlockhangover all one word at gmail.com and we will read your questions and comments on the air and uh yeah 
let's start a conversation. Talk to us on, on Twitter too. Jeff dropped the handles. You can find me at big daddy cool on Twitter. Uh, follow it. I'll follow back and you know, fun times. Let's talk about some wrestling or making money through stocks, preferably WWE stock because AEW stock, uh, last I checked was in the toilet. Well, it doesn't exist. Exactly. Thank it's you. It's privately held. Forever. Perhaps. <laughs> Probably should be. I mean, it's smart for them. Good. Right. Another another winning move. Another winning move. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. That's episode 57. Thanks for listening. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Stay evil, my friends. And if you liked what you saw... Tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about it, and if you didn't like it, shut the fuck up.